0: Sports oh One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here! And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer. This one will be relived. Chuck Freeby. Forever! Do you like sports? Cause we like
1: sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Yak. Sports Yak.
0: It's Sports Yak. At Sifpop. Pop. We're your movie friends, and are friends really friends? If you don't know them, so grab a popcorn. And head over to our row. So we can chat movies. Like friends do. There's always room. For more movie friends, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome. 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 To the Writer's Room. Hello and welcome to Civ Pop Writer's Room. I'm your host, Aaron, but not that Aaron, of course. And today I am joined by Civ Pop Weekly host, Andrew Ormsby. Hey! Ahoy! Andrew uh, is part of Sifpop Pop Weekly and I write and edit for SifPop.com. We both do movies, reviews, best ever challenges, and other interesting movie-related articles, conversations, things like that. So make sure you check out SifPop.com as well as SifPop Weekly to keep up with all of, all of what we have to say. Uh, but on today's show, uh, we're going to talk about Incoming Attraction. We'll talk about Cruella, which is coming out in two weeks, but there's really nothing coming out this week, so... Uh uh, we'll talk about Cruella to kind of ease the workload for next week. And um, we'll give our thoughts on, on that as, uh, as as we prepare for it coming out. We'll move on to the SIF topic. We'll be catching up on TV, which I think is fun since I uh, talked with Aaron last month. And it's just like TV really kind of gets pushed to the side because SIF pop is movie oriented and, and that's okay but want to give a little bit of shout out to tv stuff we'll explore the b plot answering a question that joseph sent us and as always we'll wrap up with a spinoff quick recommend or warn from each one of us but first let's get a chance to know our guest this week as always andrew uh anybody that listens to cif pop knows that the good the bad and the ugly is your favorite movie of all time but um,
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> the 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 real heart to this question is what makes that movie beyond excellent what makes that movie your favorite movie of all time
2: Honestly, uh, the reason why I, my initial love for this movie came around is it's my mom's favorite movie of all time. So nice. having that growing up, her constantly saying, this is the best movie ever, this is the best movie ever, made me start to think, oh, I guess this is the best movie ever. And, <laughs> but then as my, like, uh, my critical eye you know, sort of developed for movies, I would go back. And I would say, okay, why is this the best movie ever? Sure, mm-hmm. it can be somebody's favorite movie, but why is it the best movie ever? So I would look at it and I go, okay, there's something here beyond what's on the surface. And I think that that's really what would make any movie, you know, great. It has to say something beyond just showing something. And for a Western, that's really not. Heard of all that much. I mean, a Western by and large is all on face value of, you know, a good guy showing up in a town to save the day. Whereas this one, you have three guys who hate each other, but they have to, you know, respect and, you know, keep each other alive for a common goal. And that common goal is greed. And that's interesting because it's called The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. But Clint Eastwood's not really good, you know, yep. he's the lesser of three evils. And what I find most interesting about this movie is the fact that there is a very powerful and emotional subplot to this movie of the tragedies of the Civil War, you know, brother against brother, how. You just see these men and boys, you know, they're just young kids that are going to war and you see the horrors of this war on top of, you know, these guys greed. And normally in a movie like this, you would pick a guy, you know, to say, Oh, I want this guy to win. You know, he's, he's the guy I'm going with. But at the end of it, you have this, uh, mental uh, this mental fortitude of like I don't like any of these guys because you're seeing what really matters with what's going on in this war and you're seeing like all the love of, and of course my dog has to see a squirrel outside sorry about that <laughs> but I just went can you, can you give me one second I'll put him up because that is terrible timing
0: it's fine it doesn't matter you know dogs in the background okay. are kind of a thing on the show <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm sorry about that. But about it. you have this uh you have these guys that are full of greed and all they want is this gold. And then you see this tragedy of war and you're like, oh what these guys are going through really doesn't matter. You know, what they're wanting is pointless and yet you are curious as to who's going to win that's that's fascinating how you can realize what these guys are doing is pointless because what really matters is you know love and family and everything like that and yet you are wondering what is what really matters and it's love and family but in the back of your mind you're going, I want to know who's gonna get the gold. And possibly what that means is what do you really value? Do you really value this gold or do you really value family? So it makes you think about yourself too. So I could go yeah, on for hours about this movie. <laughs>
0: that's a that's an interesting perspective. Uh some some things that I had not thought of about that. Um once I'm you've month... seen it, I take it. Yeah. So once a month, um, Robert and I um, get together and we talk about movies that might be considered the uh, greatest of all time, a goat um, mm-hmm. in some sort of category or whatever. And so then we get to decide, is this a movie that, let's say, we're assembling our own Criterion Collection. So so in the process of talking about these goats, uh, what might be the greatest movies of all time, of course, Good, Bad, the Ugly is coming up in that conversation. And uh, we did get a chance to talk about it. And I really wish I could love this movie, but, um, I, I think it's just okay. Um, it, I'm, I'm not a fan of Westerns at all though. Um, mm. but, uh, but I, but I think hearing you talk about this movie has given me a uh, sort of a new perspective. I don't, I don't know that I fully, you know, uh, <laughs> wrestle with that. Who's going to get away with the gold cause it should be obvious that clean Eastwood's getting away with it, right? He's the protagonist in these, these Westerns, but um yeah i I think uh those that are listening if they're interested in hearing my full thoughts can go back to to that episode uh one of the first goats that we did but um there's definitely a lot to admire about it i just am pre predisposed to hate westerns because there's like three that i like so
2: yeah Um, and i will admit that westerns are an acquired taste you know it's a genre that a lot of people really, I, I, and I'm finding this out, a lot of people really just don't really um, connect with Westerns. It's yeah. it's a bygone way of cinema, you know, like a clear good guy, a clear bad guy, high noon, somebody's going to die, you know, something like that. But yeah. whenever I watch this movie, I'm like, okay, so there is potentially more to this genre than what is on face value. And growing up, I think it's I think with a lot of people, whatever your favorite movie is, there has to be some sort of personal connection, because if we were going off of what I thought is the best movie ever made, like critically the best movie ever made. It mm-hmm. wouldn't be The Good, The Bad, and the Ugly. it'd be yeah, it'd be Paddington 2, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Paddington 2 is critically the best movie ever made. No, I would say Whiplash is mm. critically, technically, the best movie ever made. Sure. But favorite, there has to be something personal, a personal love for a movie. Yeah. So... Yeah,
0: I've, I've just... <sighs> am slowly but surely realizing that favorite and best are two different things for me. But yes, I do think when, uh, when there is, mo- when there is a movie that is so perfect, um, it has to be like Shawshank Redemption has to be yeah. one of my favorites, even though for a while I would have just said it's the best. Um, and I you know, would still label it one of my favorites. I think it's number two of all time for me, but, um, you know, it's, it's just something of, Something about something being as excellent and as tight and as good, even though, even though it's not a movie that I want to pop on every day, you know.
2: <laughs> rough movies can do that to you. Yes, Shawshank has a happy <laughs> ending, but there's a good portion of that movie that's just rough.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was. My parents were up from Mother's Day weekend, and I was talking to them about um, some of the Oscar movies. um, uh, because I show, we watched soul together and I was mm. we were talking about some of the other Oscar movies and she had like, was curious about like Judas and the black Messiah, which was a shock to me that my mom would be interested in something like that. Yeah. But, uh, but I was telling her about, it. I mean, it's rough to watch. There are some scenes that are really brutal, particularly the, oh, ending, yeah. and sh- her, her go-to is always, yeah. Well, I mean, Shawshank has some rough scenes too. And I'm like, if you think Shawshank is rough, you are not going to be good with the last five minutes of Judas and the black Messiah. Oh which,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> that's uh, oof. So
2: anyway, there's there's a topic for you for uh, you probably done it already. (laughs) Movies that you love, but are too rough to watch. (laughs)
0: I'm not, I'm not positive that we've like officially spent some time diving into that like movies. You can only watch once. Uh, I'm not, I'm not positive. It's not familiar to me, but yeah, that's a, I, I, I've seen both of them several times. So, but uh, it would take something special.
2: uh, There's something mentally wrong with me where, I have no qualms watching a rough movie. <laughs> like I yeah. can recognize like, okay, yeah, that's one that people aren't going to be watching like uh green mile or uh last samurai or some of those like, yeah, those aren't movies that people are just going to pop in every day. Like, Hey gang, let's gather around and right. <laughs> watch, you know, <laughs> you know, blood diamond, you
0: know, yeah, t- time for our weekly watch of requiem for a dream. So exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Hey, have you seen *Clarkwork Orange? Come on, kids, gather around. <laughs> oh, that would be... Oh, I'm just imagining. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would be awkward. Um, so uh, so how did you get involved with uh, with uh, Zip Pop?
2: Honestly, uh, Danae's husband is a really good, like, long-time friend of mine. And one day I was just hanging out with them, and she said, Hey... Uh, I know you love movies. Uh, do you, have you? Have I ever introduced you to my friend Aaron? And I was like, uh, I don't think so. She, so we had a poker game one night, and I got to meet Aaron, and I was like, okay, this guy, I don't think he likes me. I don't think this guy likes me at all. <laughs> but we... Does Aaron... Is there anybody in the world that Aaron doesn't like? No, that's the thing. Is like... <laughs> but Aaron is like so Affable, I guess you could say. Yeah, that's where he's just he's loving and happy with everybody. That I was like, okay, yeah, this is a good guy. By the way, that was total, totally sarcasm. If I didn't sell it, I don't, I didn't think that Aaron didn't like me. (laughs) Like I I was like, okay, yeah, this guy's just a good, happy guy who would give the time of day to anybody. You know, he's just a good guy. So you know, we got along swimmingly during the poker game. Also, that. that could have potentially been the reason why I don't think he liked me is cuz we were at a poker game. I was his enemy. I wanted his money, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, but no, no, uh, we hit it off. We were talking about movies and uh we tar- started talking about what year was that? That had to be in 2014, 2013. It's whenever I was just starting off in YouTube and uh I was doing movies I think 2014 might've been like Whiplash and Birdman, something like that. I can't, I could be wrong. Yeah, both of those 2014. Yep. They were. Okay. So, mm-hmm. um, we were talking about, because the week before I had went to see, I went ha- and seen Birdman and I was like, Oh, well this is obviously the best movie of the year. Obviously. Yeah. And then the next day I went and saw Whiplash and I'm like, Oh, Oh okay. <laughs> so yeah. Um and then we we got into a discussion of what would potentially win best picture whether it be Whiplash or Birdman. Spoilers, it was Birdman. Um <laughs> but you know we started talking about critical, you know, thinking of movies like how big directing plays and how big cinematography plays and mm-hmm. you know stuff like that and score and stuff like that and we just kind of went back and forth. And I think that we just really hit it off. And there was uh, during that time, Danae was the original host of sith Pop. It was her mm-hmm. and Aaron and they had a rotating third chair. So I would, since I was local and a lot of their gurus weren't local, uh, I would just be a literal rotating third chair. They had a third chair in the, in the bunker that I would come and hang out. And I don't know if it was, since i was there in the room because i do think that you know having a live like person in the room it makes it easier to play off of you know somebody you can it's more easy to pick up on a uh, cues and and stuff from somebody as opposed to just doing like an audio recording by the way since then you know uh recording like live streaming and stuff like zencaster or discord or uh stream has come a long way Oh, yeah. you know, and making it easier to play off of people.
0: But back oh, yeah. then,
2: you know, I mean, not really. It was kind of tough. You had an audio delay and everything like that. But uh, <laughs> I do think that, you know, we got along and we talked and I wasn't afraid to disagree with them about stuff. You know, um, yeah. I guess the hey, we're going infamous- to disagree later. I know it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh uh the the good dinosaur, you know, is probably oh, yeah, the, one of the most
0: infamous. The legendary good dinosaur in Last Jedi.
2: Yeah. Oh man, Last Jedi. That was a uh, that was a show. But uh, a good dinosaur was good hearted, you know, like hey, I can't believe this is what you think, you know, but the Last Jedi, that's when it got kind of personal. I guess you could say, like, like well, how could you think this is a good movie?
0: You know? I'm Team Aaron, but we won't, we won't re- revive that.
2: Yeah, all you Aarons are alike. <laughs> <laughs> I'll paint you all with a broad brush. Um, but uh, it got to the point where, like, hey, it's easier to have uh, Andrew come in because he's local and stuff like that. And I love doing mm-hmm. the show because I was already doing a show reviewing weekly movies, so I was already seeing the stuff that they were talking about. And then, uh, uh, in case people don't know, Danae is not really a fan of movies. <laughs> <laughs> so she was like, Andrew, would you possibly want to like be a, a, a third host for the show? Like a, a standing third host? Like you would come in every week and it it'd just be the three of us. And that way it would actually be two people talking about movies and then an <laughs> outsider's. Uh, but her, her point was actually uh, interesting. Like yeah. two people who could go back and forth and have a valid critical discussion while you could also have an outsider's perspective, you know, somebody who's not really a fan of movies, but you could get that voice in there. And then that slowly over time transitioned into Denae working her way off of sit pop. And I became the second host, you know, I was like, Oh, okay. Um, There are way more qualified people. Did this, Aaron? I don't know, <laughs> but uh, oh, don't say that. No, <clears throat> but I think that, w- and somebody's pointed this out before. Aaron is way more articulate about describing what makes a movie good, or you know, his critical eye, and he has a way of you know, ex, you know, evoking a certain type of message in a movie that you, I personally wouldn't get. Because I used to do acting and stuff like that. So my critical eye is for performances and stuff like that. So I can really hone in, see when an actor's pushing or whenever they're really, you know, trying to fake it to make it sort of thing. And uh, so we each bring something different to the table. Obviously, if I'm going to say that the weight of the show rests on one person's shoulders, it is Aaron. But, uh, I do my best to make funny noises now and then. To, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, the, um, uh, the the opening for this week's Spiral and Woman in the Window episode was, uh, was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> i really
2: like to play again. I mean, Having a voice modulator on your computer also adds to some extra fun that you can play with too. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. And, uh, during Sposker's weekend, some of my favorite moments are right after the movie is finished, as the credits are rolling. Aaron will turn up the lights back. So, what do you guys think? And it's like, I don't want to say anything wrong. I don't want to say anything stupid. Oh,
2: so yeah, it's like you. Yeah, it's like I, I have no kinda, qualms of saying Aaron that is dumb. <laughs> well,
0: I'm just sitting there, like my first time seeing Minari, and I'm like, it's kind of a nothing movie that I also kind of love.
2: Like, yeah. <laughs> so you you, you know, can find things to respect about a movie. You know, right. Like, but then yeah, it's I like, I'm gonna
0: i I'm gonna say something and he's just gonna be like, Oh, actually I think it's a really beautiful movie about daddy, and you're gonna be like, All right, you're right, shut up. So yeah.
2: Here's another uh, thing that I always tell people, and this is for your show also. Um when it comes to critics for films and mm-hmm. stuff, there's not one critic who's right. You have yeah. to look for a critic who has similar taste to what you have. And that way you have a better gauge of when a new movie is coming out, whether or not you will potentially like it or not. Just because Aaron likes a movie doesn't mean that you'll like a movie. Just because I like a movie doesn't mean that you'll like a movie. Just because whenever back in the night, Siskel and Ebert were reviewing a movie doesn't mean that that movie's good. good. Don't you dare
0: trash Siskel and Ebert.
2: (laughs) No, I'm serious though. You have to find a critic whose voice and Taste are similar to yours and granted they have to be somewhat articulate because and explain why the movie is going to work yeah. like uh I can't I was I would quickly be you know replaced on the show if all I did was and I'm dumb it is dumb <laughs> you know and I didn't have a reason to I'm trying to think of a movie that Aaron and I recently disagreed on uh Oh, It's been a hot minute. It has. Um, I mean, granted, there's been times where I'm like, I like the movie, and Aaron's like, eh, it was okay, bordering on kind of didn't like it, but I don't. I, I think it's been a hot minute since like I've loved a movie that he's hated. But... Um,
0: yeah, I... Gosh. You're right, there's a lot of them that are like love versus like, or love versus okay, but... Yeah. But, uh... I, I'm Are having the trouble. the thinking. Vista Del Mar, maybe. I
2: don't know. I, don't I think, think we both love that movie. I think we both okay. love that movie. Yeah, but it's a it's an interesting. Th- I can just use Last Jedi or Rise of Skywalker as an example. You know, it's been yeah, yeah. a long time, but I have to be able to, you know, articulate my feelings on why I think that movie is a garbage fire. You know, I have to tell why. And Aaron has to also tell me why he thinks it's a masterpiece, you know? Yeah. And if I were to just come on the show and say, this is dumb, I don't know what you're talking about. It's is dumb. And that was my only uh, contribution to the show. There's nothing for the audience, but there's also nothing for him to work from, you know? So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, you have to, whenever you're doing a show like this, you have to find somebody that you can play off of each other. And I think that I've, you know, work with Aaron long enough to where I can pick up on cues from him. I can, you know, understand where he's coming from. Like, if I watch a movie, I can probably walk away going, I'm going to like this movie, but Aaron's not going to like this movie. Like, <laughs> I think that actually, I think that coming up this week on the show, there's a movie that I really like that I don't think Aaron's going to like. Okay. Yeah. There's a, there's there's a, a tease teaser, for- a possible teaser for you. I could be wrong. But I have a feeling that there's a a movie coming out that I really like that Aaron's not going to.
0: Well, but look, nobody left the theater for Spiral Thinking. I bet you Dicer's going to love that movie. No, <laughs> so. that's
2: very true. Yeah, that's very true. No, we. Yeah. I I <laughs> knew I knew that that was just going to be totally torn to pieces on the show whenever. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, last week. I'm, show I'm came about
0: out. halfway through that conversation right now. Mm-hmm. That episode went live. Today <laughs> couldn't get around to, Oh uh yeah and it's 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 also just this is part of the reason why i love doing this show specifically is because every single week i get to talk with somebody new and twice a month i have a recurring guest uh but like i get a chance to talk to different people of different backgrounds or different geographies uh of different we have a writer in australia that i get to talk to on a semi regular basis and uh we got a bunch of east coast people we've got uh a couple texas people like uh, obviously uh, a lot of midwest people but um it's everybody has a different perspective and we have Marvel fanboys. We have DC fanboys. We have Nolan fanboys. We have Villeneuve new fanboys. We have the whole spectrum of everything. Um, there are horror fans, like super big horror fans that write for Cif pop yeah. and those of us that aren't. So um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's yeah. That's uh, a, that's, that's, that's part of the reason why I really love doing this show is just because it's kind of a, uh, kind of a mixed bag in a good way. Um, and uh, and we'll have to play poker next uh, next year at this Oscars. We'll have to work that in the schedule Ooh. somewhere. Oh. So.
2: yeah. I'll have to make yeah. sure I actually have some money. I'll start saving it now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, I have one more question before we move on. Yeah. Something totally not movie related, and I want to know, what is that one chore around the house you really hate doing? Laundry. I okay.
2: hate laundry. <laughs> the monotony of it. With dishes, with Cooking with cleaning, you know, there's a an element of it where it's like I can turn on the machine and walk away and do something else. But with laundry, folding laundry, putting it away, the time commitment is awful because you have to yeah. put it in the washer, take it out of the washer, put it in the dryer, take it out of the dryer. Realize and you it's have to remember dry. that
0: your clothes are in the washer, right?
2: You so, you I, might be joking. But No, I'm not joking.
0: I have I have a Samsung phone and I have Samsung washer and dryers and so it pings me and it even shows up on my TV if I'm watching it like washer's done and you have to dismiss the notification. Still for- completely forget about it cuz we dismiss the notification <laughs> and a day later we're like, "Oh, those clothes are wet." So,
2: yeah. So you got to <laughs> um, rewash them. And <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. yeah, we um the the chore that I hate doing the most is uh anything that having to do with flowers um because Gardening. I don't care. Uh, gardening specifically. Yeah. Like I don't mind like laying mulch or even like mowing the lawn or anything like, so I don't want to say landscaping, um, but specifically gardening, specifically with flowers, um, because they're just, they're kind of a nothing thing. So they, they make things look pretty or they may attract a certain kind of animal, you know, like that you might like or whatever. But, uh, I mean, they need watering, they need attention. And I just, I don't, I don't care enough. So,
1: yeah. That's why
0: whenever I was, whenever I was, you just, you just plant them, they grow everywhere and you don't, you don't need to do anything with them.
2: Yep. That's why whenever I go to Home Depot to pick out like, you know, flowers for around the house, I get something that is so low maintenance. If I could, I would just have my entire house be cactuses, you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cool. So we'll move on to the, the coming attraction now. Uh, yeah. So We'll get a chance to give our, give our thoughts. But before we do that, uh, before we get to talking about Corella, I want to know kind of what is your, uh, do you have restrictions on, on I won't watch trailers or I'll only watch trailers in the theaters. Kind of what's your experience with like, uh, do you try to, how, how much do you try to know about a movie um, before it comes out? Or like, I guess maybe that's a bad way to phrase it, but like how much do you try sure. to avoid knowing about a movie before it comes out?
2: I am the yin to Aaron's no frames pledge uh, to his (laughs) yang, you know? Yeah. Um, I watch every trailer for every movie coming out. Um, And whenever it comes to movies like Cruella, where I have a basis for the knowledge, you know, I don't really, Mm -hmm. you know, seek out like uh, what's the story is. I'll look up who's directing it. I'll look up who else is in it, you know, who's writing it. And then I can, kind of gauge from there what i potentially will be thinking of a movie um now if we're talking about movies that i'm super passionate about like take for instance also back in 2014 you had godzilla you know yep i was godzilla was my life growing up you know so whenever this new one was coming out i was looking up easter eggs i was looking i'm like who is the kaiju villain in this movie is it going to be somebody new is it going to be uh an original is it going to be just godzilla is the villain because there are movies where he was um like with cloverfield you know whenever the whenever those trailers drop you know they don't give you any information at all i'm sure. in those communities where i'm like okay we got to see if we can figure this out before the movie and it's not that i don't want the movie spoiled it's that i find this detective gratification of like looking and trying to find easter eggs and stuff like that because I'll sure. tell you right now my my short-term memory is so bad that once the movie starts I forget everything that I was, <laughs> you know, looking up or anything like that yeah. so
0: yeah I I'm kind of I think maybe like a like a lukewarm middle there um I mm. don't I don't actively search out trailers I might watch a trailer when it drops um so kind of the way I do it is when a trailer drops I'll I'll check it out you know so like I've seen the venom trailer um yeah. I haven't I haven't seen the new GI Joe one that just dropped yesterday but um the Snake Eyes but um I I watch it when it drops and then if I'm in the movie theaters and it's on you know I'm not going to like skip it or anything like that I'm not I'm not going to like you know look down at my menu and you know put on I'm not going to put a
2: put <laughs> an errand where you put your hoodie up and your yep. headphones on and you look at your phone and put your glasses on he looks like a Unabomber whenever he's whenever the trailers <laughs> It's great. Whenever I go to the movies with him, if he doesn't wait outside in the lobby for the trailers to be done, he'll be sitting there, put his hat on, put his hoodies on, put the headphones on, glasses, look down at his phone. And then I have to nudge him whenever the movie's about to start. It's, it's. Well, and I, I appreciate
0: the dedication to that, but to me, I'm like you, I don't, I, I don't have a great short term memory. Like I have, I would say a pretty good one. Uh, but for the most part, it gives me a little taste of what I want to get into. And sometimes trailers can really, um, highlight a movie that I had no interest in seeing, you know, or like by amplify. So like, you know, let's just take venom for Since that's a recent trailer that dropped for an example, like, yeah, you know, now that I've seen it, I am probably at least a little more excited or a little less excited to see it. And, uh, um, like movies that you don't know anything about. My wife has to see a trailer before I'll, she let me show her anything. So, Mm. um, you know, it's, uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of in that middle ground where it's like I don't really avoid them, but I also don't necessarily seek them out.
2: Yeah, I got you.
0: Um, with with all that in mind, uh, we'll talk about Cruella for a little bit. So, Andrew, the the scale that we have for this is uh, is just imagine there's no COVID in the world; we don't have to worry about that anymore. Uh, and imagine or the fact that I
2: have to watch the movies. <laughs> for... Yeah, yeah,
0: or the fact <laughs> that you have to watch them. And let's also go ahead and just say that. Uh, um, This is also exclusively theatrical. This one is going to be um, theaters and Disney plus premiere access, the $30 Mm -hmm. early unlock uh, unlimited viewing thing. Uh, But let's just say again, theatrical, no COVID. And it's entirely your own free will to watch this. Uh, How excited are you? And the scale is, uh, would you go see it opening weekend? Would you wait for a discount night? Would you wait till you can rent it at home? Wait till it's on a streaming service you already pay for? Are you just not interested in seeing this movie?
2: Um, I would not go and see it opening night, but okay. <clears throat> if I heard good things, I would still go and see it then. Otherwise, okay. I would probably wait for a, a discount showing, you know, sure. like, a, like a dollar movie, something like that, if those still existed. Um <laughs> I will say, though, that I, after seeing several of the trailers, I think that Emma Stone's performance looks really intriguing. Uh, what I do like about these Disney live action uh, extended universe films, especially for their villains like they did with Maleficent, is mm-hmm. how they're putting a spotlight on the villains and trying to show how they became who they were, you know. And it's with Maleficent, I found it really intriguing because there was so much mystery shrouded in that character, you know. Why is she evil and stuff like that? But with yeah. Cruella, this is a woman who kills puppies and wears their skin. How is how are you going to humanize this character? Like, how are you going to show me where this person went down this horrible rabbit hole? You know? Yeah. that's it's really interesting, interesting and intriguing.
0: I'm excited to see that. But at the same time, some of these characters, I don't necessarily want them humanized. Like, um you know i i i don't know that maleficent is one of my wife's favorite characters and so she really likes them specifically the first maleficent Mm. we saw the second one but i don't know that she remembers seeing it (laughs) 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 um uh but we um I, i don't i don't know that i need humanized characters sometimes i just sure comically evil is fine uh but uh, all that being said, I think I'm right where you are. I'm uh, I'm at a discount night for this, and again, discount night could mean you know a, a uh, yeah an early morning Saturday doesn't ha- doesn't Tuesday nights are discount nights here. It doesn't mean I have to wait until Tuesday. Sure, uh, but at least I'm not paying full price for this probably. Um yeah. and look, anything that has Emma Stone in it is at least getting me to to watch this. Um, yeah, and and just the everything around that is going to go up. And look, Disney's on a roll. Um, they you know with uh. I haven't seen Ryan the last dragon yet. Uh, and I know that Pixar did Soul, but Soul, uh Moana, Big Hero 6, uh, I like the live action stuff. Now, granted I haven't seen Dumbo or The Lion King. You know, I avoid ones that I know aren't aren't going to interest me, but like I I really Those like really the, bad. Uh, <laughs> I really like um The Jungle Book and the live action Aladdin's yeah. pretty okay. So, uh No, I like the
2: live action Aladdin. Yeah, they're oh, and this with their live action ones.
0: But this is also a completely original story, and I feel like some of the better ones have been some of the original stories. So, yeah, um, I, I'm I'm excited for this, and man, <laughs> taking a look at the, uh, the 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 crew behind this. Uh, this is directed by Craig Gillespie, and then um, three writers here, but one of them story. So I'm not I'm pretty sure it's probably um, could be a oh, three story credits. Uh, I was just wondering if they were um, people who. Had like involved the story 101 dominations, yeah, yeah. I don't know, uh, but directed by Craig Gillespie, who has a relatively unimpressive uh filmography, uh, but he does have i Tanya, um, which I haven't seen, but I know that one was getting a lot of love, um, and uh, Million Dollar Arm, I know has its audience. I think Aaron really likes that one, I could be wrong, yeah. I'll say uh, this I
2: think Craig Gillespie is a great director. Lars, and, right? yeah, Lars okay, and the Real Girl, yeah, Lars and the Real Girl is that's the kind of wild card. Superb! It is a superb original movie. I mean, that's a movie where you're like, oh, Hollywood's out of ideas. Oh, have you seen Lars and the Real Girl, where Ryan Gosling is mentally unstable and he falls in love with a sex doll, and everybody in the town has to pretend that she's a real person? That's an original story <laughs> right there, you know. And Finest this, this Hours is... is a tearjerker. Okay, I haven't seen that one. Um,
0: yeah. it, it just seemed like kind of a knockoff of all the other like good ones that were coming out, you know, like I like Deepwater Horizon and the uh older sure. brave was pretty good. So I didn't really care about like the the 33 movie or or this one. But um yeah, and then also uh writer for uh the one of the writers, Dana Fox, um Corella um the Home Home Before Dark TV series. Um I think that's based off of a book um that I'm pretty sure Jonathan Watkins really likes. Um so uh writer for that is on Apple TV Plus. Um Isn't it romantic how to be single? Yeah. Like couples <laughs> retreat what happens in Vegas like this, this is not how much impressive. She does have one episode of Children's Hospital, so I like that. And then the other writer Tony McNamara. Um Yeah, the favorite. lots of lots of TV stuff here. Uh, lots of stuff that I've never heard of, but then in the middle of there you got the favorite. So Yeah. This is a uh, so the combination here is writer of the favorite, writer of children's hospital. Let's take that one and director of <laughs> Mister Woodcock. Yeah, that's that's what we're getting for Cruella, and that's such an interesting combination. Well,
2: you also so, actually you also have um, Aline Brosh McKenna, who did Devil Wears Prada, and I mean, if there's any okay. fitting uh, like comparison to this whole Cruella story. It's gotta be the devil's product, you know?
0: Yeah. She has a story credit. So,
2: um, my, so maybe
0: I'm wrong on the whole had the, I don't like, know how IMDB a, a does the their
2: thing. It's
0: well, I think story credits are people that come up with ideas, but don't necessarily put anything down on paper. Um, mm so like what if you know we do this and this is the overall plot and then somebody's like oh well, what if we have a side plot but they're not actually the people who are writing the dialogue i think that's how that works
2: yeah you're but probably right
0: um I'm, uh, I'm, again i'm not inside or anything uh and then the <laughs> cast uh i mean we got emma stone of course emma thompson two of the best emmas in hollywood and uh, yeah. uh mark strong in here um I don't know that I necessarily recognize anybody else.
2: Uh, Paul Walter Hauser is who I'm really intrigued by. He was in Richard Jewell. He's in uh, Cobra Kai. He's slowly becoming one of, like one of my favorite actors. He's also in I Yeah,
0: and uh, Black Klansman into Five Bloods. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, is, was he Richard Jewell in Richard Jewell? Yep. Okay, that's just a
2: pretty forgettable movie to me. But really, oh, I loved it again. I'm partial to Clint eastwood if we if our <laughs> discussion with uh Josefer hasn't given you any indication, so yeah, um yeah, I guess that I guess that would also be a positive for me
1: um
0: yeah yeah i i don't I don't know that there's anything quite moving that needle to opening weekend for me, uh
2: but no. I, I would definitely
0: check this out,
2: yeah, absolutely, um, and that's even you know like we said beyond me having to go and see the movie, I'm intrigued by it, and I would definitely but I would still wait for to hear people say. No, this is good. Or hey, oh, you can skip this one. You know, if it was a yeah, if, I heard, if I heard if for her tell of ah, oh, you can skip this one. Then I would probably wait for it to come to like Disney Plus or something like that.
0: Well, and this is the weird phase that we are. And maybe this is a good transition to to talk about this topic. But it's it's such a weird phase that we're in right now, where I know that any Disney movie that comes out in theaters is going to be in Disney Plus probably within a couple months. And, yeah. you know, there there will be the Blu-ray release and then it'll come out on Disney Plus a couple weeks later. Uh, or in some instances, it'll come on Disney Plus and then the Blu-ray will come out. Like, it's we're in such a fascinating time where, like, I don't necessarily know that I feel rushed to see Disney movies that I'm not super excited to see or necessarily war. It's big screen experience because I know we'll have access to it for free. Like, it was different when it was like Netflix and Netflix doesn't produce movies for the theaters. They produce it for their streaming service. And yeah. I mean, I know that WB doesn't always move their content to um, to, to HBO, HBO Max knows. because they, uh, I think, sold the Harry Potter rights to Peacock, even though those yeah. are Warner, because they're going to make a ton of money by doing that. So, you know, it, it, there's not necessarily a guarantee um, for for where things are going to happen. But it it it's just interesting, you know. I'm wondering, you know how many more you paramount plus coming out soon. So or, or not is already out. So like, yeah. we know that the movies that come out this year are going to hit premiere on paramount plus 45 days after theatrical release. So does that, you know, I don't know. It's interesting too. Now that the, the pandemic, we're not over it. Right. But like vaccines are readily available. Walk-ins are readily available at most places, you know, um, when, you know, we're we're in we're in the end game, you know. To quote Marvel, but um, <laughs> but like it just feels like yeah. Like I I've been to the theaters probably four or five times, um, and uh, you know I it's just that interesting. Like we've planned and we prepared for everything being at home, and I I don't know what what is gonna think what what are things gonna look like. So um,
2: yeah, it's one of those things like we knew this was coming like this, this, what we're living in now, but this whole pandemic has just pushed everything ahead. Five years, you know? Right. Well, and I
0: think, I think we're worse for it. Yeah. I am, I am 100%. I really would. uh, I really want my movie theaters to be showing everything, you know, like, yeah, I know that, uh, that really nobody's high on without remorse, myself included, but, I would have certainly loved to have seen it in theaters instead of at home. Um, yeah. You know, and I went to a theater to see Godzilla versus Kong. Um, yeah. So, like, there's just a lot of things that I just, yeah, I, well, I would love to yeah, the loss I'm, of theaters.
2: I'm finding that movies I would have loved to have seen on in theaters, I'm watching on my phone. You know, mm. I watched The Snyder Cut on my phone. <laughs> so, I, I didn't do that, but. But it, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's I'm realizing the convenience of it and what I'm willing to sacrifice for time, I guess. I'm sure, like, if I didn't have, you know, a show to do every week where, like, I had to, I would find time where I would, like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna, I might, I might watch it on my phone, but then I would go and experience it in theaters, you know? Sure. But, uh...
0: Do you just, do you just have a preference for your phone? Or is it, like, you watch it while you're on the go, or yeah I'll watch it
2: well it's a convenience thing it's totally okay. a convenience thing it's not because
0: i know you mentioned watching stowaway on your phone when we were on sip pop yeah and uh it's just like wow what a what an interesting
2: you know. yeah yeah i, I was, like busy schedule so like i would fair. just put it on my phone and like i would be watching and i would you know like uh be focused on it and pay attention to it but i would still have other things i'd be doing in the background and stuff too.
0: Yeah, the only time I watch things on my phone or when I go to the gym, or like if I took the bus, if I lived in a city where I would took the took the bus, yeah. I would consider watching things on but you know, I go to the gym, hop on a hop on something, and you know, just just watch it there and yeah. uh, try to be less fat. So um <laughs> so so we'll transition then to the SIF the topic and uh uh we gotta start here. Uh and that is uh with subscription services, just to kinda pull like I don't have showtime. So you're never going to hear me talk about a Showtime show unless it comes out on a, um, you know, like a, a physical release that I see or yeah. whatever. Um, so kind of what, what's your what's what's your pool? What's the subscription stuff that you have access to?
2: Oh, gosh. Uh, HBO, million, Max, <laughs> yeah, HBO Max, Apple Plus, Peacock, Disney Plus, YouTube, Netflix. Uh, I'm pulling up the list here so just so I don't forget anything. Hulu, Prime Video, uh, DC Universe. Uh, let's see Funimation. I have Funimation for. Nice. Udo, Paramount Plus. And it looks like that's it.
0: Yeah, I I've got uh, HBO Max, Apple TV Plus, Prime Video, Netflix, Paramount Plus, and Hulu. I pay. I, I do Hulu live TV with no ads. So yeah. I guess I
2: also have a Cinemax because I have a Cinemax bundled with my Hulu. So, oh, nice! Yeah. I totally
0: forgot I had Paramount Plus until you mentioned it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think it's.
2: I think it's in Peacock. Like you can get a level of Peacock oh, maybe a Paramount. So
0: I I only have a free ver the free version of Peacock. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't necessarily qualify it cause I can't get access to a lot of their stuff. Um, sure. so, and I'm not going to add another one. And I only picked up Paramount plus because it was like half off a year subscription and it was like, okay, oh, there you go. And, and especially it's like that, you know, mission impossible 40 days later, you know? Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. And I know there's some good stuff coming to Paramount plus soon. I know they just announced that Clarice will be moving to Paramount plus for season two. Uh, instead mm. of premiering on CBS, and uh, you know, there's some of the Star Trek original stuff and the like revivals, like the Rugrats and iCarly are both supposed to be coming out next month. But yeah, I know my wife will be happy about the iCarly one, and uh, <laughs> I might check it out a couple episodes. And this is this is really interesting too because we're recording this this morning. It was announced that Discovery is buying Water Media for something like I want to say. Ooh, 33 billion dollars or something like that
2: really
0: um, it's 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 a heck ton of money so hey here's your revival of the do we care series so <laughs> uh yeah i
2: don't
0: i don't <laughs> really true. know what this means um i don't understand what's going on i don't know what this means for hbo max and for discovery plus um i, I hope this doesn't change hbo max because i really like what they're doing uh, yeah the, kind uh, if you uh this is a question I forgot to ask Andrew but let's say uh uh let's say you can only keep one streaming service what's that one that you're going to pick
2: Netflix. Netflix That's
0: probably Netflix okay. yeah It's HBO Max for me uh and it's it's yeah. because their qu- their content is just the best Um I would take any HBO original show over any Netflix show you know like obviously some are going to be better mm-hmm. like Stranger Things is going to be better than sure. I didn't particularly care mm-hmm. for Raised by Wolves but um yeah. you know so it's not the end all be but if okay. you say <laughs> okay, uh, but if if there's a if you're telling me there's a new Netflix show versus a new HBO show, I'm way more excited about HBO. So um, I I don't know what this means. I really hope it doesn't change uh, because I I think that uh, gosh I I don't know I I just I love HBO Max so much. Um, no, you're right.
2: I it's quality over quantity. Yes, you know. But that's yes. where I'm like, if I have to keep one, uh, I I would you know I would have a bigger library with Netflix.
0: But the shows
2: Probably. on HBO are so much better. I don't disagree with you.
0: Right. I mean like imagine if you only have Netflix and you can't watch Secession or you can't watch Watchmen or you can't watch I mean at least yeah. the nice thing is at least HBO releases um uh releases their stuff on physical media. I actually uh um have an order in Best Buy right now. They released this really beautiful um, Chernobyl steelbook on 4K
1: Oh, I love
0: Steelbooks. I know, it's on sale right now for like 30, I think. <laughs> um it's uh it, it, the the Steelbook cover art is a uh rendition of uh Van Gogh's Starry Night. Um mm. but it's got some um No, not Starry Night. What's the one with the like screaming ghoul? Um
2: Oh, that's uh I can't. I can't remember the name of it. I can't remember.
0: It's so. It's not Starry Night. It's the. It's the. It's like the screaming ghoul on a bridge. Yeah. One. Um. And uh. And it's. And but it's a different rendition to be more Chernobyl-y. It's beautiful. Beautiful. There's uh, a show where
2: you can gather the family around and go, "Hey kids, let's watch Chernobyl." <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. So anyway, I I don't know what this means. Obviously, the news broke this morning. Um. I. I really hope that what what winds up happening is Discovery just rolls their content into HBO because there's already something like seven point five billion subscribers to HBO um, HBO Max um, in some capacity. So like, there's no way there's that many for Discovery Plus. So yeah. I wonder, I wonder if Discovery is just gonna roll their content into HBO Max and take over that. But it's just super surprising move. Uh, yeah, especially after the month of you know the Snyder Cut and Mortal Kombat and you know Judas and the Black Messiah was on there not too long ago, and uh, yeah. what was the other big one? Godzilla versus Kong.
2: So, yeah, who knew Discovery had that much money? Right, that's the other yeah.
0: thing. I was like, wait, what? Like, I I would have thought that AT and T would have bought Discovery. It, yeah, uh, but it's like, no, no, we did. We read. I read it wrong. <laughs> so, it's it sounds like a lot of it is just they're trying to make up for bad deals in the past. Specifically the DirecTV deal. And I don't know enough about business to to know anything. But,
2: oh, uh, yeah. They just better not ruin it.
0: Yeah. Let's move on uh, to some actual content. Andrew, what's the stuff that you're uh, currently watching?
2: Attack on Titan, the final season is wrapping up. There's only two episodes left. And okay. I hope they can stick the landing. This last season has been great. I'm loving it. Uh if they do stick the landing it will probably go down as arguably one of the best shows ever made. It's sure. horrifying show if you have are you have you seen it before?
0: I'm not a big anime person. <laughs> yeah. Um so uh, we'll talk about it in a minute but like Invincible is probably about as close as I get to anime. Sure, yeah. Um so I, which I, I just I started. I okay, yeah, I we'll we'll talk about it in in a second. I am almost done with it. Um well, I guess I'm not won't be done with it because it got renewed for two more seasons. But oh, um, cool. I I just have the season finale to watch. Um, I'm just not an anime person. I've tried a couple, um, and more so, I've tried movies. Um, and it's just something about uh, it. It just it's not what I'm interested in. It's not. It's an acquired my, taste. Yeah, yeah. It's just not for me, and that's okay. Um, yeah. So, so no, I haven't seen Attack on Titan. Um, But I I have a feeling if I ever did one, it would probably be that because I've heard people ranting and raving about it. So,
2: yeah. uh, What is
0: this, season four?
2: Yeah, season four. And I (laughs) like that they were like, you know, we could go on and on about, you know, like what uh, we could push this for more money and stuff like that. But they're not. They're like, no, we're going to wrap up the story here. Kind of like what Breaking Bad did. They're Like, we know we can make this, you know, a tight uh, four seasons. And then, you know, we'll just put a bow on it yeah it's interesting that breaking bad decided
0: to, to end their show in their peak <laughs> yeah uh, so and, you know, dude, they're not mainly. the only show to do that you know sons of anarchy was still really popular when they announced their final season yeah, i think Justified was, like was 10 in seasons wasn't it for seven, of anarchy? seven yeah i think so. justified uh was uh, announced their final season um when they when that show was going to get you know, as popular as it was, and mm. you know, Friends ending when it was still insanely popular, Seinfeld too. You know, yeah. just, uh, respect for that.
2: So um, yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, other shows that are on right now that I'm watching, and I'm looking at my list. And not. Uh, I don't know if The Good Doctor is still going on this season, but I love that show.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, when it comes to TV, uh. I'm a I'm a guy who just rewatches old stuff. I don't really okay. pick up new stuff all that much.
0: So, so, so what's find, some of the old
2: stuff you're watching? Oh, I can always turn on Parks and Rec, and I know that oh, it's yeah. going to be a great day. Are you uh, are you Parks
0: and Rec or The Office? Oh, definitely Parks and Rec. Definitely. Uh, Parks me too. Rec. We can we can be friends. Cool. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like them both, but if I'm comparing apples to oranges, I'm like, oh yeah, Parks and Rec is leagues better than The Office.
0: Yeah, I um. Uh, I'm right there with you. Uh, I think yeah. I think culture is shifting that way, too. Uh, and maybe it's because now that The Office isn't readily accessible on Netflix anymore, maybe people are watching it less. Or, I don't know, maybe people are wising up and realizing that the, the characters are more lovable and the humor is funnier and yeah. the plot lines are better. And literally everything is better about Parks and Rec than The Office. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, and I'd throw in my conversations for my favorite sitcoms of all time, you know, Just hasn't ended yet, so I I won't say definitively, but maybe Brooklyn Nine-Nine might take
2: that cake. I love Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I I will say that I do think that uh, Parks and Rec is better, but. Well, Andre Brower's character is close to being one of my favorite. Captain Holt is like one of my favorite characters of any show ever.
0: I don't know that Brooklyn Nine-Nine is going to be as consistently incredible and just one of those that like. Um, you're know, like 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 Parks and Rec. Like there was a solid like three or four seasons that they were just putting out just great stuff, really yeah. funny stuff, really consistent stuff. And Brooklyn Nine Nine, I think, is is solid, is really good, and some episodes are ten out of tens. But for the most part, I think it's just a really reliable, consistent show. Um, but reliable and c- c- consistent from episode one, as opposed to Parks and Rec, where it's like from mid season two. So, yeah. um, well.
2: Uh, things! Something that Brooklyn Nine-Nine does better than Parks and Rec is that there's episodes, like a theme that you can look forward to, like the Halloween heist, you know? Yeah. Whenever the Halloween heist comes around, I'm like, oh, I cannot wait for the Halloween. I can't really think of a like a, a version of that with Parks and Rec that I was like, oh, man, I can't yeah, not, wait.
0: Not really, and it's a shame because wouldn't you love an annual Greg Pakaitis episode? Oh, my gosh, or- yeah. Or an annual, you know, uh, Andy, Ralphie, uh, Andy doing the Johnny Karate stuff, or yeah, um,
2: yeah. yeah, something uh, like that. Like, like they only brought little Sebastian in once, and then the other <laughs> time is when he died. Right. You know,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. An annual something. Yeah, you're right because the, Hall- the Halloween heist is is. Uh, I, mean, I guess they've done Easter and Cinco de heists
2: too, but <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, man, that um, episode was great, where they just kept pushing it off to the next holiday.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I don't, that, that is definitely a, a plus, and uh, I don't know that The Office had that either. Um, I, I no, could be wrong.
2: I, I don't think they did. I
0: mean, because like, they had, they, like, little things that they do, like Pretzel Day, but there's one episode where it was Pretzel Day. Yeah. So... Um, yeah. I know they anyway, had the Office uh, Olympics.
2: I don't know if they did that like as a theme or anything.
0: I don't think so. Uh, maybe yeah. the Dundies would be about the closest thing, but I don't think the mm-hmm. Dundies were every year. I think it was maybe two or three episodes total. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: so. Um, Another yeah, one I'm, I can uh, always
2: go to is Community. Community okay. is gold. That In- like including
0: some the-, the last season or two
2: or three or whatever it is. You know what? Yeah, including the last couple seasons. Okay. I-, I liked because they had some really fun stuff in those last couple seasons, like a a pillow fort and blanket fort, you know, the civil war was super good. Super good.
0: Yeah. I only uh, never saw the Yahoo screen season. The last one. That's the only one I haven't seen.
2: I liked it. I mean, it's, it's really hard to, to end a show. It's really hard to end a show. And I think that they kind of, and there are shows that do it better than others. I mean, like, I loved How I Met Your Mother, but that is one of the worst final seasons ever. You know? It's... I mean, I liked it, but... <laughs> like, I like, I really how... love the finale. Oh, I hated that finale. The finale yeah. was one of my least favorites. But, like, I love I get the, it. the... But How I Met Your Mother is another great uh, example of shows that new gimmicks that they could come back to and it'd be gold. The slap, slap bet, you know? Yeah. They could always come back and have a, an episode dedicated to the slap bit or, right. you know, stuff like that. There was something about those lovable characters. It's just, I'm not well, saying and, that you have to have that in a show for the show to be good. I'm just saying that it's nice to have reliability.
0: Well, and there's also something too about Community was a show that never really had a plot um they had subplots every now and then but the there was no overarching you know whereas you know parks and rec had the um uh you know it it started off with the pit and then and then it uh and then the harvest festival to to Mm kind of help finance the rest of the pit and then all of a sudden when the pit is done then leslie nope wants to run for uh city council and then when that's done like then she is the city like there's always an an overarching storyline and so with something like community where they're never like, even the office i don't know started off with one but as it got to season 6 or 7 they realized we really need some place to end so we're going to acknowledge this is a documentary and our finale is going to be the you know the 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 people meeting up for the premiere of this documentary and so um you know i i think the office did a good job of finding an ending um at some point but Community never had an overarching theme, so it was never going to end well, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, never lulled, either. There was never a sure. lull. So. I
0: mean, in hindsight, I'd say sure. But I, I remember it lost a lot of fans in that, the season that Harmon left, so...
2: Yeah, well, it was kind of, like, people were kind of hesitant when Chevy Chase left, and then when Dan Harmon left. But... I still think that the core that core group still had enough love and like bones to work with to keep that show good.
0: Sure. Yeah, I, that's yeah, that's fair. Um and you know, I, I think we can maybe say the same about Brooklyn Nine Nine, like what what was the end game? Because Amy's already a sergeant. Um uh, you yeah. know, when was, you know, and Jake and Amy are married and, um, they even have a kid on the way too. And what, yeah. what is their end game? Uh, what, what was their end game? I, mean, it, I don't know that there is one in are This is their final season. So they're going to probably have to set that up. Yeah. Um, maybe you know, now that Amy I have a kid. becomes captain. Maybe. And then, and then one of them needing to leave police work for, you know, safety of a kid, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, or. Budget cuts takes out the nine nine or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um we'll, we'll we'll have to see. I don't I don't know how you end it because I don't want that show to end. So I don't think about it. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> oh, I've been there so many times. So many let's, times.
0: Let's let's talk about a couple shows that are just starting because I haven't watched a lot of uh of movies this uh, or a TV show this month. Um, just because I've been playing a lot of video games and this all this last week I did a Saw marathon because of Spiral and. I, um, I'm sorry. You know, just, just doesn't get, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could be sorry for a couple of those, but a couple of those I really like. Uh, um, so we, you know, I didn't get a chance to watch a ton of, of TV. Um, uh, but I, but I have been kept keeping up on a couple things. I have listed here the nevers, uh, that's the HBO show, but I watched the pilot before I recorded over there and I said, I really like it. I'm going to continue it. I just never did. So, uh, but I, I will. It's just uh yeah, haven't 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 watched barely any TV. Yeah. Um so uh I'll, and and every now and then for the late nights, uh I I'm still watching uh Las Vegas. I mean, something about it just that perfect nostalgia for me. So uh although it's one of those weird shows in hindsight that I'm looking back, I'm like this probably isn't a great show. Like I think it's probably better <laughs> than most people give it credit for back in the day, but like there's a lot of character arcs that are just kind of rushed or there's like you know, a character decides to leave. They don't necessarily write them off the best way in between seasons, or I—I I don't know. It just—it feels like a show that the individual episodes are great, but how they handle things are just kind of like, oh, like this is kind of a mess. But yeah, um, do you know the show at all? Well, Vegas, yeah. No, no, I've no never not heard Vegas, of it. Las Vegas.
2: Yeah. Oh no, don't know. It
0: was, it was just an early two thousands NBC. It it's about uh it's about uh, the operations of a casino hotel. Um, oh, okay. probably security is the most focused, but they kind of dive into a lot of things. I just I remember watching it when it was on, and yeah. Um, there's, here's the show that I keep talking about that nobody <laughs> I know has seen. Uh, that's fine.
2: Um, hey, that's your that's my new buried treasure. I'm gonna possibly pick it up. <laughs> Who's in it? Anybody that I would know? Uh,
0: the star is Josh Duhamel.
2: Um, oh, I
0: love Josh Gilmour. Yeah, I like him in the show a lot. Uh, and kind of the, the other lead is James Kahn. So Oh, interesting. Yeah, and then in season five he leaves and it's Tom Selleck. Um uh, but you got every now and then Dean Kane I mean, in saw, there.
2: You saw, you saw, you saw, Dean Cain!
0: Every now and then you throw a Jane Lynch in there or a uh, uh like a lot of like people just getting their starts, because it was early NBC. Alec Baldwin every now and then. What? Um there was a Crossing Jordan crossover. Uh, you get a lot of musical guests because they run a casino in yeah. Vegas. So there's a lot of shows. so You get a lot of musical guests. Wolfgang Puck comes on every now and then. Um, Black Eyed Peas. Um, um huh. a, lo- a lot of people that you just completely forget about. Uh, it's, it's, me. it's practically impossible to find. The only way you can get it is if you get the DVDs because it's not streaming or available to buy digitally anywhere. Oh, wow. Um, but you can buy the box set. The Australian box set it will work on. Wow,
2: that's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's and it's there's over a hundred episodes. So anyway, um, yeah, I I like this show. I really think it's worth watching. But understanding, like, it's you're getting early two thousands NBC quality, right? Um, so yeah, um. Let's see. Uh, there's And then there's three other shows, new shows that I've been watching. Uh, we'll start off with Invincible because we kind of teased that. Yeah. Uh, how many episodes have you seen? Three.
2: Three. What are you thinking about this show so far? Uh, Well, after that first step, the way that after that first episode ended, uh, I'm like, okay. So this is not what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was it, – the whole time it was leading up to kind of a uh, – you know, okay, so they're making a, a DCEU series, you know? Like, yeah. Kind of, but then it's kind of transitioned to an animated version of the boys a little bit. A little bit. And and,
0: and, and a little bit of Teen Titans.
2: Yeah, which, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the element that I'm just now getting to, is the Teen Titans element of it. Um, okay, well, there's the, what are they called, the...
0: Team Team or something like Team Team is what they call them. Yeah. Uh, I think they're in the first episode.
2: So Oh, I mean yeah. whenever I think of that the first more episode I, later. Yeah, whenever I think of that first episode I really only think of the Indians. <laughs> yeah. But uh there's also the uh the Doom Patrol knockoff who is now yep. slowly merging and I guess taking over the Teen Teams or something like that. Um I, I just now got introduced to the little girl who can turn into... I love Monster
0: Girl so much.
2: Yeah. And, and, and the ramifications of her abilities are really interesting.
0: Yeah. She's she's probably my favorite
2: character in the show. Really? Okay. Yeah,
0: there's something so interesting about her, and I think her sense of humor is really there. She's like, I used to be a monster woman, but now I'm a monster girl because it's just too hard to explain. <laughs> it's like, yeah. that's, that's such a funny joke.
2: Yeah, I I I hope that uh, as the series goes on that I get to know and, you know, interact with her more.
0: Yeah, I hope this show doesn't go full Game of Thrones where they're just like, characters going just out. might die at any time. And like, you know, I feel like this is a show that could do that. Again, having not seen the finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like this is a show that could just be like, yeah, we're going to kill this character and this character and this character. Next, next season, you're going to get a whole new set of characters or whatever. Like... I hope they don't go there because I like the characters yeah. we have.
2: Um, well, that's one of the beautiful things that the first episode did is it ends with this notion of nobody safe. Yes. It ends with this. Okay. So it's not an, it's not a show I can get comfortable with a certain character. You know, I could, right. you know, this, they could be with me till the very end, but at the same time, next episode could be their last. So, yeah, it's a it's a beautiful way to start a show and to really define because Game of Thrones kind of did that up until the end of the first season, and that's whenever I think people realize, oh, okay, nobody's safe. They did it in the sure. pilot, you know, and so right away you know what kind of show you're getting into, and well, that's
0: and, good. Uh, the most impressive thing about the show is the voice cast. It's oh so... yeah. It's so talented. And everybody fits so perfectly. Um off the top Simmons. of my head while IMDB is loading. I mean, we got Steven Yun as the yeah. um as as the main character, JK Simmons, of course, being JK Simmons, and yeah, Walton, yeah, Goggin, really. Walton Goggins is in a role there, and Jillian Jacobs of Community is in there. And my personal favorite, uh Jason manzukis uh
2: is oh. playing one of the
0: characters there.
2: <laughs> Jason um, it was born to be just that character, you know? Just, he yeah, has a yeah, Whenever
0: yeah. did you ever watch the
2: league? Oh yeah.
0: I oh love man. That
2: show. Yeah, John. <laughs> oh man, I I love Rafi. He's, he's so yeah. What a crazy character! But he was born to play that type of character, you know.
0: Well, yeah. and I'm so happy that he finally found that because after the league, I mean, look, everybody famous got from the league, but there's like seven people that I know that have watched the league. Like it, it wasn't terribly popular, but popular. One of the seven. It's seasons one of the funniest like. shows I've ever seen. I really love it. It's definitely one of the funniest I've ever seen, but it gave a lot of, a lot of these people became stars. Like, yeah, this is where and... This is where Nick Kroll found his footing. This is where Mark Duplass finally got a lot yeah. of funding and a lot of attention. Um, the guy that plays Andre, uh, Paul something. Oh, uh, um, Paul. Man. He, he was also in uh, Children's Hospital, but this is yeah. really where he found his footing. Um, and, and John LaJoy probably got his start from YouTube, but like you know, this caught probably brought him in a little bit to the mainstream, um, and uh, and his character is great. Oh, sheer! Uh, and then Paul Paul Sheer, yeah, yeah, and uh, and Jason Mantzoukas, of course, being the standout. Yeah. Like this is the thing that defined him because if he doesn't have this role, then he doesn't get Dennis Feinstein in Parks and Rec, and he doesn't yeah. get Derek in The Good Place, and he doesn't get the role that he has in you know the House or anything like that. So, um, yeah, he's he's so he's so magic in that. Um, Deborah Sandra O oh, also in the show Zazie Beats. Um, let's see, uh, Invincible Zachary Quinto playing robot. Um, oh, that's uh, Chris, right. I,
2: that
0: Chris makes so much. Di- I was trying to. I was
2: trying to place his voice. I'm like, I know that guy's voice. Who is that? It's Zach.
0: Clancy Brown, Mark Hamill. I mean, this is stacked. Clancy
2: Brown. So. He just got that great, gruff, evil voice. Oh yeah, like, he's he's. He's the Kurgan, you know, from Highlander.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is what an excellent voice cast. Um, yeah, what an excellent uh, Mahershala Ali in here for a little bit. It's John Hamm, Seth Rogen, uh, Jonathan Groff, Jaiman Honsu, Ezra Miller. Wow, I had no idea. A lot, obviously, Justin. No, Roland. it's it's um, a
2: super stacked cast.
0: Well, and, like, you got Mahershala Ali casually coming in for two episodes and Jaiman Honsu casually coming in for one and Jonathan Groff for... Like, this show has to be, like, insanely good to get, especially for its first season. Like, I understand, you know, like, when big celebrities all of a sudden are in, like, The Boys season two or whatever, but yeah, for the first season of a show like this to have such a stacked cast... No,
2: Honsu is, like... He has, like, audio time of, like, four minutes. (laughs) And I'm like, okay...
0: Well, and maybe it's just easier for them to be like, well, we only have four minutes, so do you think we could convince Seth Rogen to do that? You know, yeah. Um,
2: maybe that's Oh, it. that Seth Rogen bit was whole, so funny. That was the wrong planet.
0: I, <laughs> I'm not positive that I'm in love with the show. Uh, I really like the show, though. Um, I, I remember Aaron talking, I, maybe it was on Sif Pop or something, uh, but just kind of talking about superhero fatigue, like gritty superhero fatigue, um, you know, we have the boys and there's that new one on Netflix. Um mm-hmm. that I can't remember the name of it. Jupiter Sending. Like, there we go. Um we just is Jupiter Sending? No, it's Jupiter sending the movie, right?
2: No, that's it's Jupiter, Jupiter right.
0: it's Jupiter or something. I
2: think it's Jupiter. Anyway.
0: Um but we you know we have all these Jupiter legacy. Jupiter Legacy, that's right. Yeah, I was like, isn't Jupiter sending the Channing Tatum? That's the Channing Tatum movie, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wachowskis, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, maybe it's that. Maybe it's just that I, I like these characters and I like the humor that it brings. And I, I don't... I like the story. Um, I like a lot of the show. I just, I just don't quite think I love it. And, man, that could totally change because these last two episodes... Or well, the last episode is amazing, and I've heard the finale is amazing. So, like, it, you know maybe it changes, or and I'm definitely on board for the ride. But like, I just don't quite think I'm as high on the show as everybody else is. Uh, mm. But I'm I'm still having a really good time. Yeah. So, um, shows that I probably think is better than most people. I really love in the My Deducts Game Changers. Have you seen any of this?
2: No, I haven't. I I okay. kind of want to because one of my favorite shows is Letterkenny. And one okay. of the guys from Letterkenny is the the, he's the blonde, long-haired coach of the other team. Oh,
0: okay, that's the guy. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, um, uh, he that I've not seen Letterkenny yet, but yeah. that seems very fitting that he would be part of that. Well, it's funny because um, in Letterkenny, he's a hockey player. So, isn't everybody a hockey player in in Letterkenny? <laughs> no,
2: actually, there's only like three people, and then the rest are like a. Uh, Farmers, and then there's like uh, meth addicts. There, that's what the whole thing is like. There's there's like uh cliques of people that have to interact with each other in this town. Okay. Yeah.
0: Literally, the only thing I know is it's supposed to be one of the funniest shows on TV, and Shorzy is the standout. Yeah, Shorzy is that's my awesome. favorite character,
2: and it is. But I I would say it is yeah the funniest show on TV because it's so oh. unlike any other show on TV. Sure yeah
0: i look i really like this mighty duck show Uh, like warning if you're gonna get into it like the first two episodes aren't really great um they're they're fine they're pretty serviceable feels like you know feels like a disney produced thing um like a disney produced show that you know could have aired and come and went and nobody really talks about but it it, this show really starts to get magical as you can kind of feel the 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 cast coming together they they start to give a little bit more backstory a little bit more tie-ins to the original mighty duck stuff mm. um, just the 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 evolution of the show and one of the things as a big hockey fan is that it really takes its time to in this most recent episode the one that came out like 3 days ago they straight up copy an NHL move um, that like uh, it's a, a Svechnikov made it popular, but it, he wasn't the first person to do it, but it's a, it's a lacrosse style goal. Um, and they, and they like straight up mimic that. And it's, you can tell when you, like I watched the old mighty ducks movies recently and I don't think that the writers had any idea what hockey is and how you play it. Um, Cause they, there's blatant, violations and there's oh like, my oh, gosh this, that's not <laughs> two minutes
2: works. for roping
0: <laughs> <laughs> right right and so it's like you know but there's like you know i think they just thought oh you just put the puck in the neck and that and, that, and that's it and people get hit a lot it's like yeah but boarding is a thing and roughing's a thing and charging yeah. like and you know any any and there's two minutes there's double minors there's anyway lots of different things they really they really get the hockey right in this uh um, oh, okay so
2: yeah, it's, that was always it's, it's one a of my
0: significant improvement.
2: That was always one of my big qualms with the original series. Like, yeah, I love D two. It's my favorite out of all of them because me too. Yeah, it's so good. The Icelandic team, those evil Icelanders. You know, <laughs> uh, it, it's it. I don't know. It was just something you get a sense of patriotism with that movie is because you know it's the Olympics and. You get this miracle on ice for Pee Wee, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, (laughs) it is miracle on ice, that's exactly what it is, yeah, except they just replace the Soviets with Icelanders, so and they make them kids, (laughs) yeah, and they make them kids, yeah. But you get introduced to this new batch of kids, you know, like a second squad that joins, and immediately, I think the chemistry between them works. You get the Bash brothers, you get, you know, this, and yeah, it's still. You know, goofy. It's still a goofy kids movie, but I think I could. I think I could go back and watch this movie and have just as great a time as when I first watched it. Yeah,
0: I D two is definitely the most fun for me because that's where you introduce Tex and you introduce. Uh,
2: yeah, the Benny Dean. the Jet Rodriguez. Yeah, um, and you, See, you I, I remember the... all these guys, and I haven't seen this movie in forever. But Jimmy Woo. This you. is where the
0: Bash Bros to come together because it's yeah. just
2: uh, Fuller in the first one. So, yeah, or Fulton. Um.
0: Yeah, uh, like I think I think the show really started off. It's almost like kind of how Parks and Rec starts, where you're like they're just kind of finding their groove mm. and 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 whatnot. But then in season, kind of in middle of season two, like they realize like, oh, Leslie Nope isn't Michael Scott in the public sector. She's lovable and charming, and and her yes, and, and actually good at her job, right? Um, you know, and, and and so like they really start to form and become their own people and. I feel like by that third episode, things really start to glue, and all of a sudden, the goalie isn't you know Goldberg, your know, discount Goldberg anymore. He's yeah. actually his own person, and our lead isn't you know discount Charlie Charlie Conway. It's yeah, you know, it, this this kid that I can't remember his name off the top yeah. of my head, and like is Gordon th-
2: Bombay in it?
0: He is. Um, he and they take the same arc that they do from the original mighty ducks. Um, they explain his, why he has gotten to this cynical person in episode three. Um, and it's really, it's really worth it. Um, so he starts off as a cynic. I hate hockey, no hockey, but he's the owner of the ice palace, which is left to him in Hans's will or Hans's brother's will. Um, and so, um, so he has to take care of this thing and they explain what, what bombs Bay's been doing. He's, you know, old and grumpy. So, um, but, <laughs> oh, grumpy but Emilio. Through, but, but through the, throughout the series, he kind of captures that, that charm. Oh, this is, that's golden Bombay. That's right. And uh, of course you're going to, there's a couple, I won't say who, and I won't say when there's a couple of original mighty ducks that, uh, are from the original trilogy. Cause not all of them are original to the district five team. Sure. Um, there are, there are some mighty ducks from the original movies that make their reappearance, um, and it's and it's a good time and it's like actually worked into the story really well so um and the lead um she plays Lorelai in Gilmore Girls i can't remember the actress name right now she's great um this i really like the show um i'm having a lot of fun with it and consistently every episode i'm enjoying it more i think the characters are are blending better and there's some really funny moments particularly the nick character he, he's an instant fan favorite so okay yeah
2: hey, i'm picking it
0: up uh, you i think me. i think they I think they just did episode eight, and I think there's ten. Oh wow! Um, I didn't so, know it was that far in. Yeah, there's eight. There's been eight episodes, and there's going to be ten. I don't know if this is intended as a miniseries or a t te- or a like getting more seasons. So I don't know if ten's it or if or if we'll get a season two. Um, I don't know. Mm. Um, and the other show I'm watching is The Bad Batch. Are You watching that? That's out. <laughs> Came out May the fourth.
2: Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, no, so, I, no. technically I guess I'm not. But uh, now that I know it's out, yeah, I'm going to start it. Is it good? It's really good.
0: Um, the first episode is about an hour, and then they get to like 20 and 30 minutes. I think there's been the one-hour episode and then three smaller episodes. Um, look, Filoni's at his A-game right now, and the animation um, is... Man, this picks up right where Clone Wars Season 7 comes out so like you know is it the same art style as like clone wars and... it is okay it is um and it's the same art style um feloni is in charge he is creative supervisor creative director okay. um the voice actors are the same um and so we've got the bad batch which we're introduced to in the beginning of season seven of clone wars um so it really feels like a continuation um, okay it's, it's definitely a spinoff and No, uh, i
2: haven't finished clone wars uh, okay. Do I need to finish it before I start this, or how far are you in the Clone Wars? Uh, not that far, honestly. Not that far okay. at all. Um, like when you, you I, I thought that the Bad Batch was a a group that was made solely for the series. I didn't know that they had already been introduced. They are introduced
0: in four episodes. So honestly, um especially at this point, like you kind of know the major spoilers for clone wars. Like we know Ahsoka's arc, right? Like, yeah. you know, kind of where she, what she goes through at some point. Um, so you, you might be spoiled like, Oh, where's Ahsoka? And you know, uh, but yeah. uh, if you didn't know, but I feel I like think the last one know. I saw was her
2: fight with Vader.
0: Mm, you mean, she, she, she doesn't fight Vader. Oh, I'm, Clone I Wars. don't know why I'm thinking Ahsoka. Um, you mean Darth Maul? No, I'm thinking... I think she fights Vader in Rebels.
2: That might be what I'm thinking of then. then I'm, uh, I could be wrong. I haven't seen Rebels yet. No, it is Rebels. It is Rebels that I'm thinking, where she fights Vader. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, so, um, yeah.
2: maybe i am not even started uh, Clone Wars.
0: Oops. <laughs> I would watch, if you get to the Clone Wars, the final season, the Disney Plus original one, um, I, I would consider watching the first four episodes because that's one arc. And it introduces who the Bad Batch are. They're okay. defective clones that use their defections to their advantage. Um, and but you don't necessarily need to. But I would recommend uh, okay. checking out those first four episodes and then diving straight into the Bad Batch, or finish the uh, fin- just finish season seven and then go to the Bad Batch because the first scene uh, picks up at Order sixty six. So. Um, oh. Ooh, yeah cuz okay. that's cuz that's where clone wars ends obviously so yeah um yeah wow. so you get your characters and you start and so like this is a whole new relatively unexplored area of canon and it and it's really interesting um seeing seeing that um you know how do we get from clones to stormtroopers how do we get from the empire or from the republic to the empire you know like yeah. uh, um I love it uh you got a you get a Sagarera in there you throw in some 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 creatures that we seen man don't Dave Filoni knows his stuff but well yeah anyway i'm really liking it and that's uh that's all i've been watching um so yeah um let's let's move on let's let's do the uh let's do the shows on your queue what's uh, what's your list of shame for uh for tv shows um
2: list of shame probably sopranos just at this point it seems so like a daunting task, and that's—I yeah. think that's the case with a lot of people. Whenever it comes yeah. to a show, like ah, just, uh, the thought of starting a new show that is already done, you know. But yeah, I, I want to. Don't get me wrong. Like I—I I know it's going to be good. I know it's going to be good. Uh, what was the other? Uh, there was another HBO Max series the that's all the way done. The Wire. Yeah. Uh, well, I've seen like most of The Wire. I've seen most okay. of the, I haven't finished it, but I've seen most of The Wire. Um, no, it was... Uh, is it recent or is it older? It's an older one. It's uh, Deadwood. Oz? Deadwood. Deadwood. Yeah. It, it, which which is what really surprises people with my love of westerns and stuff that I haven't seen Deadwood. But, uh, Man, my love for Timothy Oliphant will get me to that show. Eventually. <laughs> yeah. Um, n- no, like a lot of shows that came out, like in the nineties and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I think I've seen all of them. Like I've seen lost. I've seen all of those, whatever. Like, oh man. I love the West wing. Okay, West wing is that's, so that's, good. that's on my list of shame. Oh, okay. So I will say that whenever um Sorkin leaves, the show do- does take a significant drop down, but man, those, you first... mean Aaron
0: Sorkin's good at, good at movie making. I, and I, I know it's making. crazy, it's right? It's, he knows what he's doing.
2: Um, so, yeah, I've seen Newsroom. I've seen all of those. I think Newsroom yeah. has the best pilot out of any show ever. Uh, it's close. Yeah. yeah. I know Aaron is uh, other Aaron. See, today, you're Aaron <laughs> and he's Aaron, not that Aaron. Yeah. That's how that works. So, um, okay. but if you uh, say so. <laughs> he thinks that uh, lost has the best pilot and i think yeah. it's a cheat because it's a two-part pilot
0: <laughs> yeah uh maybe but yeah no lost the lost is one of those shows that has such a good pilot mm-hmm. and then i tried to get into it in episode two or three and i've just never gotten past episode like three or four it's just just because like it's just not anywhere near the same quality but i i will get around to it to lost one day
2: yeah I love lost uh, that show went on way longer than when it
0: needed to, but yeah I love lost uh um so so i mean so obviously sopranos is on a lot of people's, and yeah. so yeah but if that's yeah um all right, do you have a uh oh uh what I do for q because I've already given mine out is just whatever I add to my q um, okay, so uh mayor of east town, uh, and the only reason I'm adding that is just because uh, like uh to to my queue as opposed to just maybe I'd get around to it at some point. It's just in our Sifpop Slack channel, there's just there was a thread that was just like, all right, like please I need to talk about this. Is somebody watching this. And it just seemed like there was two or three people that were like, it's so good. And and it was two episodes in and it was like, okay, I guess I need to watch this show. Um and this one hasn't come out yet. It's a cheat. Um it comes out May twenty first, so it comes out this Friday, but Modoc is hitting Hulu. And uh, you know I'll be around for Modoc. Yeah. So,
2: Modok, that crazy giant head, tiny
0: body. <laughs> well, and, and and the the Pat, uh, Patton Oswalt is voicing Modok. Oh, that's um, perfect. And, that's
2: perfect. And the
0: and the three leads are Bill Hader, John Hamm, and uh, Nathan Fillion. Is it going to be a comedy? Yeah, an aim and comedy. It, and it is not. I think comedy. I think um, hitting Hulu, and it is not connected to the MCU. Uh, oh okay. Wilby Goldberg also in there. Um Beck Bennett. Um John Daly. Oh, um Melissa Fumero from Brooklyn 9. Yeah. Uh animation action comedy, yeah. yeah. Uh, ben Ben Schwartz. Oh, yep. it
2: looks like it's a claymation, sort of.
0: Yeah. I love the art style. So this that comes out this Friday. I'll be uh I'll be checking it out for sure. So wow,
2: look at this. Yeah. Aim AIM is one of those Marvel uh organizations that does not scream comedy so i'd be interested yeah. to uh see what Modoc has to do with that
0: yeah well I'll, I'll be checking it out on friday i don't know if this is a all episodes dump or if this is a um i don't think hulu
2: does that i think hulu does it week to week i'm not sure i'm not sure
0: so, uh do you have a hot take for t v something that uh you you have an opinion that uh is, is maybe deemed unpopular
1: oh
2: uh yeah uh <laughs> I don't know if it's a hot take or something like that, but the first the pilot of the show's succession after watching it, I swore I would not watch the rest of the show, and everybody says oh, wow. that that show is amazing. But after that pile, I'm like, no, I can't, I'm not with these people. I can't like, yes. Like I, I know that the show is going to show like the downfall, like and the comeuppance for the, these people. But like that first episode was just so off putting for me that I just have okay. no desire to watch the rest of it. But everybody says that is like one of the best shows on TV.
0: This, this is one of those shows that I've heard so much about and I, it's just not on my queue. I will Probably get around to it when it's over at some point. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. As it stands, I just not not quite getting around to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah fake uh, Aaron praises
2: it every time we, we talk about it. <laughs> fake Aaron. Yeah, fake
0: Aaron. I'm, well, and I know so many people do. Uh, a lot of our writers that I talk with every every month for TV mentioned Succession and how good it is, and it's like, like I believe you, but like it's just not a show that I'm interested in watching at this moment, right? Yeah. You know, and especially like, I feel like I would rather watch The West Wing or, you know, like a show that I haven't seen like that or um, uh, a, a um, uh, what's another show on IQ? Uh, like, I want to finish Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know? So, yeah, which I need to finish, maybe. too. The last season I saw was the Ghost
2: Rider one. That's the one I have, to start. I have
0: that's, to start. That's a really great season. I yeah. really love that one. And Ghost Rider's in it for, like, maybe four episodes. It's not... He, like, bookends the season. That's fine. I'm all right with it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, here's my hot take. Um, yes. And I guess... Maybe it's not hot take. I don't know. But um, stop doing post-credit scenes in TV.
2: Yeah, um, I'm right there with you.
0: Or do them consistently.
2: <laughs> Those are your options. Oh, I know who you're... I know who you're doing shots fired at right there. That's any Marvel TV series.
0: Actually kind of i'm more so saying this for invincible because what happens is the credits pop up and i immediately want to click back and the credits pop up just for director and writer and then there's another scene and it's like what like and and here's the thing when you exit that late from the player you have to fast forward through the whole episode to get back to that point it's so annoying yeah so look stop your post-credit scenes or your mid credit scenes for your TV shows. and But yes, also for both Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision. You turn them off because you stay for the first two. And then they're not there. And then they're there for like randomly four, five, and six or whatever. It's like, yeah, you know, like, man. <laughs> or like tweet. Like, hey, make sure you stick throughout the credits this week. Like, yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm fine with movies doing them. Especially because like... People getting up and leaving, and like a lot of times I have to get to the bathroom, yeah, because um, I've been holding it in so I could see all the movie. But <laughs> um, you know, but like it also gets people to stick around and and to, to 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 appreciate all the work that goes into these things. And you know, I guess I guess I should have a different philosophy about with TV stuff too. But like, just
2: no, but I don't I'm know with you on TV put, if they do it consistently. Yeah, I
0: guess I guess I'm more so asking for consistency, and I guess Invincible does do it pretty consistently, but it just throws me off. Start the credits, and then immediately do it's like, because it throws me off every time, and I don't know why. So <laughs> I'm sick of it. No, um,
2: I'm right there with you, man. We're gonna we're gonna die on this hill together.
0: Well, and especially when your post-credit scenes is important, like with WandaVisions, where they introduce White Vision. That's yeah. so important for the rest of the season and the MCU at
2: large. Like, Oh yeah, if you hadn't seen that and you started the next episode, you'd be like, wait, what? Right? Yeah. You know, versus, or, or even
0: something like The Falcon and the Winter Soldiers where we have the introduction, uh, introduction of U.S. Agent and uh, um, uh, Sharon Carter revealed to be, even though we all knew she was the power
2: broker. I mean, that was the most teleplayed thing ever. They tried to pass it off as, a big reveal like everybody and their mother knew that even if you didn't watch the show you knew that she was (laughs) going to be the power broker because everybody was calling it right yeah Yeah. um
0: so anyway i just i'm i'm over it um no i'm right there with you brother cool well hey we'll move on to the b plot and this is related this is a tv question too uh but this isn't going to be a regular question and that's um I'll read this verbatim. What Joseph, Sip Pop writer, Joseph sent me. He says, uh, okay. um, shows who have an opening credits you always watch. This popped up on the, the other day because I've recently got into watching Westworld and HBO for the first time. And I honestly could watch the opening credits of season one for hours on repeat and not get tired of it. I love this question. And I think he gives yeah. the best example. Um, season, the, the opening credits for Westworld specifically season one beautiful. are beautiful. Yeah. Like visually they're gorgeous and creatively it's incredible. And the music Raymond Jawadi is so stinking good. Um, this is, this is an excellent example.
2: Yeah, um, absolutely.
0: So wh- what are some other ones you throw in there? I have uh six.
2: Okay. Uh, I'm going to go. So, with cre-
0: the- so credits you don't skip.
2: Yeah. Yeah. A classic one that I would never skip is X-Files. You know, it's Ooh, just, pick. it's just, it's a go-to I was just even humming it the other day do, 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 do. <laughs> any song that you can yourself be a part of like uh, uh there's uh there's friends you know friends like you everybody knows yeah that's yeah. a thing that you can you know join in on you know something like that uh, my favorite, my one of my favorite Family
0: Guy jokes of all time is uh, they parody the Shawshank Redemption, and at the moment where Andy Dufresne has to hit lightning, uh, <laughs> the, hit the rock with the lightning. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, uh, we'll, we'll do kind of a back and forth. So uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I didn't specify. <laughs> oh. Look, I'll, I'll keep it classic then, uh, man. And and this is kind of a kind of two. Uh, sc- Scooby Doo, uh, oh, you don't skip the intro for Scooby Doo. You know it's illegal. Right. I'm also going to throw in what's new Scooby Doo. Um, yeah, when th- when those some songs come on, you're like, yeah, let's go. Uh, you don't <laughs> skip Scooby Doo's intros,
2: at yeah. least on those two shows. Um, so. A show that a lot of people, I think, a lot of people like, uh, True Blood. I think that the intro okay. for True just because that song is so catchy. Um, another one, yeah, there, I'll go with that one then. Yeah, for now,
0: that's fine. Um, well, we'll keep it with HBO. Uh, I'm gonna go with The Wire. Um, the reason I'm gonna go with The Wire is because every season has the same song but a different rendition, and it it's just interesting enough, and I I think that they change the color schemes as well. They change kind of the setting and then because each season is a smaller story um, in part of a large story. So um, I, I think it's so effective. Um, it, it threw me off guard because I'm like, Oh, but I love the theme song so much from the first season and season two is a worse rendition, but it's like yeah. it, it grew on me. So I'll save yeah. the wire.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I was saving, I was going to save it for last, but I'm just going to go ahead and say, throw it out now. This is hands down the best intro for any show ever, and that's Fresh Prince Ooh. of Bel Air. Oh, man! Didn't even cross
0: my radar, but absolutely. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that it go best of all time. You know, like it's it's certainly up there, but man, uh, Westworld is an all timer for me, mm. especially season one. Yeah, but I, yeah, no argument here. Yeah. Um, so. You yeah, got any you the, others or? The, I have a, I have four more, but I'm willing to bet you have one of them uh, as that. Uh, so I'm gonna save, I'm gonna keep saving that one. Um, I'll, I'll keep it with sitcoms though. I'll go with Scrubs. Um, part of it is this is a little bite bite sized chunk. Scrubs is my favorite sitcom of all time. My favorite minute comedy of all time. Yeah. Um, it, it it's it's so small, like it's 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 probably a 10-second clip. Yeah. So I by the time you reach the remote and push the
1: button, on my own.
0: yeah. And a yeah, little, the- it's. It, it's only ten seconds. So by the time you grab the remote and push it, it's already over. But like yeah. the 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 overlay of uh, of different characters doing the same thing, it it's it's impressive.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it kind of reminds me you're talking about fast intros that you can't skip. I was thinking of actually Invincible has one of those where like whenever they say his <laughs> name, just bam. Or I love it because it catches you off guard. It's like yeah. I'm like. Or Lost, you haven't seen the show, but all it is is just the word Lost comes up and then fades yeah. away real quick or breaking bad does that too you know
0: yeah breaking bad uh, yeah it's pretty quick uh i i love uh i love Barry. the way they do it in Barry too um
2: I'm trying to remember them. yeah just Barry just oh yeah they just have the title pop up don't they
0: yeah it just pops up and then it goes away although yeah. there's one or two episodes that it's like kind of like invincible where it's in substitution of his name. but yeah you were you were gonna say something uh, i think about scrubs too but
2: no, uh, I'll, uh, there's, there's one episode of... You know this because it's your favorite show. There's one episode of the show where the intro was different. And it's the there's... one with... Is it Rachel McAdams? Who was the... Uh, who was his love interest at the time? Oh, Sarah Chalk. No, no, not Sarah Chalk. Oh. Uh, it was one where they're doing the intro, and then she comes in, and she flips the X-ray around, and she goes, It's backwards! It's been bugging me for years! Is it is it the one that is who did is, who did JD get pregnant? Child? Yeah, is, uh, Elizabeth Banks. Oh, uh, yeah, I get Richard McAdams and Elizabeth there's, Banks.
0: There's so many amazing stars because you have Mandy Moore has a small stint in yeah. there. Um, Heather Graham has a small stint in there. Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, there's lots of uh, yeah. Michael J. Fox. Uh, and there, there is there is on the small uh, um, uh, on the small yeah. Courtney Cox man. Uh, <laughs> there is on the. Uh, on season two, there is an extended intro where they use the the slow down version, but it didn't take, so they probably practically immediately canned it. Yeah.
2: Um, and then of course my favorite show of all time, House. I love that I, I meant to, I meant to ask that question. What is okay. your favorite
0: show of all time? House? Yeah. yeah. House, okay. and I Why love house? that intro
2: because they have that uh that just that beautiful score that uh you can't help but love. I'm having a yeah. brain for it I can't even I say it's my favorite show of all time, and I can't remember who the uh, <laughs> who did the song for the house intro. Yeah,
0: I couldn't tell you. I didn't see that show. Um, yeah my my favorite show of all time is HBO Watchmen. Yeah. it's it's just so good. Yeah. Teardrop, Massive um, Attack. Teardrop. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why Why House? Why is that your favorite show of all time? I meant to ask that earlier.
2: I love medical dramas, and this is a medical okay. drama that has something more to say than the weekly, you know, patient to save or anything like that. Yes, the weekly patient to save. It's a it's a cool comfort to where you can go back to any episode and turn it on and be yep. entertained. But if you can cons- consistently watch the show, the show or the. Uh, the underlying series with him being a drug addict with him being Mm. crippled with him being just this huge asshole to every single person on the planet because he feels he's entitled to be because he's brilliant, but he's also in pain constantly. So he can, if he can cause you mental pain to equalize his physical pain, that's fine with him. It's, it's interesting. I love the supporting cast as well. And, It's just Hugh Laurie nailed that character. He is so perfect as Gregory House to the, to such a degree that he was the first person they auditioned for that role. And they canceled every other audition (laughs) after that. They're like, no, this is our guy. That's our guy. And he did it over, like he was filming a movie with uh, Matthew McConaughey in the desert. So he came in, like he was all dirty and he had this uh, jacket on and he just sat down and he was reading the lines off of the paper to a, a video and then he sent that in. And after they watched it, like, nope, this is our guy. Which That's is awesome. Amazing. I love that show so much. Yeah,
0: he, he's great in that role. I've seen episodes here and there. I, I probably need to add that one to a queue. Is yeah. that Hulu?
2: I think you can find it on Amazon, actually. Okay, because be, it was a Fox show, right? It was a Fox show, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I'll I'll find it. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, getting back to the uh, the intros. Um, yeah, House of one of the all timers. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give uh, give an HBO show, uh, The Pacific.
2: I have not um, seen The Pacific.
0: I love The Pacific. I I, should. I I used it as a hot take one time. I think Pacifics is, the Pacific is better than Band of Brothers. Um, Those are actually both on it, my list of shame. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, here we go. Got more. Uh, you are right. Uh, House is on uh, Prime Video. Okay. Uh, as well as Peacock, because it must have been an NBC, not Fox. Oh, I can't so, remember.
2: So it Prime was. Video it, I just and... lump all network TV into the same category. It's too <laughs> yeah, difficult. I mean, it's too difficult to keep them all separated. Sure, sure.
0: Um. Anyway, The Pacific is uh is made by the people that did Band of Brothers, but of course, it's yeah. the Pacific side of World War II. Sure. Um. I, it, it was the one I watched first, which 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 I love it probably more for that reason. Um, but the, the intro song, um, is done by Hans Zimmer, who is incredible. And again, artistically, visually, um, really great stuff, but it's one of my all time favorite scored songs, um, for, for movie or TV. Uh, I I don't get the same feeling watching Band of Brothers uh, with that intro. And part of it too, is the way that the show, the Pacific starts off with, I don't think Band of Brothers did this. Um, it's interviewing the people that they're playing and so mm. it starts off almost like a documentary and then they and then when the documentary portion is over for three or four minutes um then it goes into your your intro and then it just kind of dives, dives into the reenactment so um really effective really great stuff so uh,
2: i have two more you got more Uh, the other one was the obvious game of thrones everybody loved the game of thrones yep. intro because you know not only was the song catchy, but it gave you an idea of where you were in the world with, you know, the ever changing yeah. map and stuff like that. So.
0: Yeah. This is probably the best example of, of a great one because it gives you that map to kind of, Oh, you understand we're going to high garden today. Cool. Yeah. Um, and, and you kind of understand at least where high garden is in relation to King's landing and whatnot. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really effective that it changes, like it's the same layout, but it changes locations, uh, every episode. And, um, yeah, it's the obvious it, it's the other obvious one. Uh yeah. I, I don't anybody that's seen Westworld would hopefully say Westworld, but I I am with
2: you, man. Uh, it's so beautiful with the piano and the horse yeah. and uh, that,
0: yeah, and the song. It's special. just
2: that Oh, I love it so much. I'm right there with well, you. It's and
0: beautiful. Same same composer for Game of Thrones with Westworld, so yeah. yeah. And Pacific Rim, so <laughs> Hey, which is also one of my favorite scores, but uh, yeah, um, Game of Thrones is the obvious uh, and effective. And the very last one that we'll do is uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um,
2: <laughs> um, you're not allowed unbreakable. to Unbreakable. It. It's just catchy. It makes you feel good. It, it, that's
0: exactly it. It's so catchy. It puts you in the mood of what kind of show you're getting into, and you know the the Shmoyo people doing uh, doing it. Just
1: yeah,
0: per- it's perfect. Uh, be- and and you're sitting there and like the first time you ever watch it, like first of all. Maybe, maybe this is another hot take. Netflix should remove the skip intro button on the first episode of every show. You shouldn't be allowed to skip the first one. So, because mm-hmm. that way you get experience. Because how many people never experienced the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt one, but but they don't know that they're missing the oh, Unbreakable. They alive, damn it. It's, it's, it's a, a miracle. miracle.
2: It's it, so is, good, it's, it is such a schmoyo. Because when, it, yeah, I know they did it, but like after watching, you're like, oh yeah, that's it's so fitting because this is exactly the type of thing if this was a real like world event where there were people hiding in a bunker and some yeah. guy was talking about it they would so auto tune him yeah, yeah. and uh, uh and you know
0: uh those females are strong as hell so oh
2: yeah hey man
0: strong as <laughs> oh,
2: yeah.
0: um, i, I love how it, if you haven't uh done the interactive movie if you try oh, so good. if you try to skip the intro on that yeah. it plays an
2: extended version <laughs> that's even longer yeah like, oh, you got me. <laughs> I I did that on my, of it. They did I did that on my second go-around of the okay. inter- interactive, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I've done this. And then they did I'm like, oh, you got me, you got me good. <laughs> yep. Uh yeah, that's that's just brilliant. Yeah, it's 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 perfect. The final one I'll throw out for my favorite intro is the first season of Attack on Titan. It's just okay. such a powerful like uh battle music like and you're like okay yeah we're gonna we're gonna fight some stuff we're gonna go to war Let's here go! yeah it's, it's it gets you amped up it's so good
0: all right and that's my um, last i'll take one. your word on it all right yeah that's that's it all I'm out. I'm out i'm all out too i'm sure i'm sure we could sit here and just list them off for hours upon end but oh yeah yeah those are those are definitely the shows that i ain't picking up that remote yeah um, i ain't doing it so um not even in a binge watch. <laughs> so uh so that leads us to the spinoff um uh i'm gonna go ahead and start with this one uh this is that one thing in pop culture that we want to tell everybody to either watch or to avoid mm. um and i'm gonna go ahead and give two things here um because i did a double feature on saturday i went to the theaters and did a double feature um because my the theater I, I was gonna go see spiral in theaters and uh there happened to be this theater was also showing army of the dead so I'm going to talk about Army of the Dead and mm-hmm. then Spiral. Um, I like Army of the Dead. Uh, that's where I land on the like it, love it, hate it. Just I can think it's just okay. I like it. Uh, I really like it. Um, Zack Snyder makes good zombie movies. We knew that. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, he's, is this the he's, one that you've seen before, or have you seen the other one?
2: No, that I've seen about? Uh, those who wish me dead.
0: Got it. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. Um, uh, anyway, Zack Snyder makes good ones. This this does some really interesting things in terms of um uh like world building for zombies. Like it's not just your mindless zombies that it's just a headshot to kill them. There is an interesting element to to most of these zombies. Um the, the I, I like the characters a lot. Um specifically the uh the safe cracker char- character is by far the show stealer. Um he's great. Um, you'll love him. I think Dietrich is his name or theater Dieter. Um, he's by far the, the, the scene stealer. And, uh, is the um, chemistry
2: between this core group really good or are there like a few outliers?
0: I, I think so. Um, I, I really do think that they have good chemistry. Um, some of it is a little forced, but I'm going to blame screenplay rather than actors and actresses. I think, I think a lot of it really works. Um, okay. It's it's a group that I th- for your zombie movie, you have to make me want your group to survive.
2: Exactly. Um, that's why I'm
0: and you this, want these guys to problem. survive. Yes, I did. Um yeah. absolutely. Um because I mean that's my problem with horror movies, is I typically don't. I'm typically like, no no part of you makes no part of your personality makes me want you to live. But yeah. Same way with, with Dawn of the Dead and and this one. Um it's a lot less zombies than i thought it was going to be
2: but yeah from um, what i understand it's like a next evolutionary point to the zombies or something like that i don't want to just I won't, who, I won't spoil it yeah i want to say i don't want to talk too much about it in case yeah. people don't know so
0: well and this isn't widely available yet like this is in theaters it's not hitting netflix until this friday so yeah. most people listening if they're listening you know early um they haven't seen it yet so i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say anything more it's just less zombies than i thought. Mm-hmm. Um Let's not be action than I thought, especially for a two and a half hour movie. Oh, wow. Uh, which that's one of my complaints. It's a little long. Um, it's a little long. And uh, there is definitely a plot point that you see coming from the very beginning uh, in terms of where things are going to go. Because when you have a corporation who hires somebody to pull off something and sends in somebody with them then <laughs> that corporation bad <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not spoiling the movie because as soon as it reveals itself yeah it's uh, obvious. anyway i'll uh i'll let you say, uh no nah, i don't want to i don't want to sandwich you and cut you off um here's where we're totally going to disagree i loved spiral i really did wow um, okay hey good for you <laughs> he, thanks thanks um here's here's the thing um I, I i i'm halfway through listening to hearing you talk about it and so pop um i I don't think chris Rock is great in this movie but i don't i don't know that he's terrible in this movie either um i at least i didn't care enough um but uh the main the main thing i feel uh, my takeaway with this movie is I didn't really care much for any of the traps and um uh and i um definitely have some faults with this movie i knew who the jigsaw killer was five minutes into the movie before he's even on screen. Um, It's, it's so blatant. And once, once you kind of get that inkling and you, you, you can prove yourself almost immediately uh, on the, the, it is not a big reveal when it's revealed at the end. Um, I I knew seven times over, it was proven. Maybe it's because I binged watch him. So I knew what to look for. I doubt it. Um, No, it's just a
2: bad trope.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. And, and they're obvious about lots of things. Um, so anyway, I, I appreciated I, I did I did the the binge watch and then wrote an article um for sifpop.com on my franchise binge watch and this movie is exactly what I said I wanted it to be when I was talking about jigsaw. It's like more detective work, less traps, less watching people being tortured, more detectives trying to figure it out. I said this franchise should even go straight up Boondock Saints and you don't actually see what happens except for, you know, in Oops. this case, Chris Rock shows up on set. And then he has to determine, all right, so here's what happened. And they do that for some of them. Yeah. So um, I felt intensity. I like, uh, it completely abandons all philosophy of the previous Saw movies, um, but I like the new philosophy. um, And I feel like if it gets the chance for sequels, it'll explore um, and kind of show faults that we all already know, but the characters will get to. Interactable. i really liked spiral but i am a saw franchise fan in general even knowing there are some terrible movies um so i don't know there's kind of that caveat it, it, probably not great but i loved it
2: yeah so, nice well good for uh, you i'm, and, and I'm if always you happy hear the when calendar. somebody likes a movie i'll never say that <laughs> i'm mad that you liked a movie <laughs>
0: if, if you want to counter and hear three people hate this movie, listen to Sipop
2: Pop <laughs> last week. So Yeah, yeah um, it was kind of a consecutive, uh, I <laughs> we were not a fan.
0: Well, and, and here's the thing, listening, I completely understand all the points you're making. I just, I don't know, I, think, I a, think the intensity was right. Are you a horror fan? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. Saw is one of the very few like horror franchises that I enjoy.
2: Hmm. Okay. Saw
0: and scream, and that's about it. All right. Well, my turn. Yes, your (laughs) turn. What is that one thing you want to tell everybody to watch or to avoid?
2: (laughs) Uh, it's not a watch; it's a play. If that counts. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, coming up here's a little tease for everybody. You probably know this, but for our best ever challenge this week, it's anything with "dead" in the title, like a movie that has "dead" in the title: "Dead," Mm -hmm. "Dying," "Death." Anything like that in lieu of Army of the Dead. So I was looking stuff up, and I came across one of my favorite video game series ever. It's like, oh man, I wish I could post this, you know, and and talk about that because it would be really high up. And then I thought, well, wait a minute, I'm going to be on a show today where I can (laughs) have a buried treasure, sort of. So here it is: one of my favorite video game series of all time is Dead Space. Oh, yes! I love that series! Dead
0: Space I was, is so... I was wondering if you are going to say Dead Rising or Dead Island. Oh, no, no, no.
2: Dead Space is so much better. Dead Space is one of the... The first Dead Space is one of the best survival horror games ever. Absolutely. Dead Space 2 is my favorite. Because I think it's a nice kind of living in both sides of an action game and a survival horror game. Okay, It's really yeah. the, your ammo and stuff is still limited nowhere near to the level of the first death space, but you still get that full on, you know, cool. There's a whole bunch of jump scares in dead space too. Dead space three, which I think I've played the most of, even though it's probably my least favorite is a straight up action game. Yeah. And you get some, there's a whole bunch of stuff that just totally takes the horror out of it. There's a, a, you can, you know, those foam fingers, you know, (laughs) yeah. At at games, you can get a foam finger gun where actually it's Isaac Clark just going bang, 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 bang (laughs) with his mouth. Is that a, is that a mod? No, it's actually in the game. It's in the game. I think I ever got that one. Yeah. Um, Mm. and yeah, it's, it's, (laughs) <laughs> it, it's the most powerful weapon in the gun. It one shots everything. So if you just want to, if like, you want to do like a goofy speed run where you just have Isaac going, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> it, it, yeah. Another thing that I actually love about the second game. And a lot of people don't know this. Or I mean, I mean the third game, the thing I love about the third game is it has a co-op mode with you and another yes. guy. And if you play as the other guy, you see things differently than Isaac mm-hmm. Clark does. You go through um like I'm I'm sure you've done it like since you played Dead Space 3 where you like you go on like several missions where I forget his name, but he joins you and you like yeah, go through yeah, I, know, I know who you're talking about. He is having hallucinations. So like the room you walk through, he sees the room differently than you do. He sees like a mannequins and toy dolls like uh hanging like from the ceiling and stuff like that. He's having a hallucination trip. And that's very interesting. Yeah. And so you'll see him start shooting at stuff. And like, what are you even shooting at? He's like, oh, don't you see all this crazy stuff that's going on? It's one of the most unique and interesting aspects to a game I've ever played. And that's why I kept going back to it. Because I just wanted to fully see everything that he did. Because it was a different part of the game. But sure. you pick up any of the Dead Space games, and I guarantee you're going to have a good time.
0: Yeah, I think I prefer the first one. But yeah, those first two are both excellent. And the third one is really good. It's just, it also, yeah, you're right. It just loses all horror elements, and it changes yeah. around the co- control schematics in a way that I don't like. I
2: do like um, the, idea, the idea of making your own weapons. Like, I want a weapon that sure. doesn't do a lot of damage, but shoots super fast, you know? Just a... <laughs> It was it was one of those I played them on a binge
0: and uh yeah, just stark difference between one and two and three. Yeah. So um I love those games. I'm one hundred percent backing Andrew. If you uh they, they if you have an Xbox, they are backwards compatible. You can yep. buy them on the three sixty on the store or that um there there was no remastered trilogy or anything like that. So Which they the need to make one they need to make a
2: Dead Space Four on Earth. I, I
0: think the ending is perfect. Yeah. Um, oh did you get any and, and of the
2: and,
0: uh what are they called the dlc the DLCs. and no, i did not yeah um also i think they're available on game pass um through ea play if oh, okay. you have game pass on xbox uh, so they'll be free for you um uh, they should be available on steam but if you're a playstation user you got to go back to ps3 and find the discs and get them that way That's unless they're gonna... available on the playstation store i don't know yeah. for uh, I don't know for sure. They I'm may an be Xbox available. The store. <laughs> Me too, but yeah, they are they are backwards compatible. That is worth yeah. noting. Um,
2: yeah. so. Dead Space series,
0: so good. I full full throatedly recommend that. So man, all of our spin off stuff is horror. So
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you know it's just something about these past couple of weeks. Like it's just we're inundated with either horror like, with Spiral or upcoming. You know. Yeah. You know. Quiet
0: so, places in. Yeah. Early. Yeah, and I and I talked about the evil within games last week cuz those games are awesome. Those so, are amazing games. Re- Resident Evil Village just came out, so which I haven't, I haven't bought yet, yet, but I want to. Man, it's just hard to justify that $60 when I know it's going to be 30 in 3 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing. Yeah. Well, hey, that's a wrap. Uh, quick reminder, Civ Pop Rider's Room is part of the Studio DNA network. You can check out other great shows such as Civ Pop uh, if you search Studio DNA in your podcast player or if you go to studiodna.media. If you're interested in writing for Sifpop.com, we would love to have you write with uh, for us. You can get in contact with us. Um, you can also send us a question to Explore during the B plot That's writersroom at Sifpop.com. That'll be in the episode description below. And you can also get in contact with me via Letterboxd or Twitter at SchweitCastle. Speaking of Letterboxd, Sifpop uh, has started a Letterboxd HQ account means you search Sifpop in Letterboxd. It's a registered member. You can see the writers at Sifpop get links to their Letterboxd accounts. And we will be posting links to each article, uh, each film review. We'll have a link in it and a little blurb um, that you can see. And we'll be posting the best ever challenges from the website on there. Lots of really cool stuff. Check out Sifpop on Letterboxd. Um, And um, don't forget to uh, leave us a review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate that. Five stars preferred, but if you really think you're having a three star time, go ahead and give us a three star. I'd rather you be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, really helps the, vanilla the show. Chronicles. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but that's that's uh, that's all I got to plug. Andrew, what do you what do you want to plug? Where do you want to send people to? Where do you, uh, I know you're not a social media person anymore? Yeah. But, uh, uh,
2: well, I guess you could. Uh, what I uh, something uh, a future plug? I guess is I am currently speaking of our topics today. I am going to be writing my first Sif uh, Pop Writer's Room review, like my top my a list for the Writer's Room that I'm going to be submitting. And it's going to be uh, the top five traditional Westerns. Oh.
0: All right. Top five traditional Westerns.
2: Yep. I think I've maybe
0: seen five traditional Westerns.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, that doesn't mean like uh, they had to be Old, but you know, I'm talking like the, the traditional style of the classic 1800s Western. So, like, No Country for Old Men wouldn't technically count. But, like, no, uh, but the Three to the 310 Yuma to could, play. yeah. Yeah. So,
0: yep. And that might be number one for me. Does Logan count? Because Logan would be. See, that one
2: would be sure. the No Country for Old Men. It wouldn't technically <laughs> count. It could have like yeah. Western themed movies really don't count. It has to be that whole riding in on a horse kind of. Sort of thing. What,
0: all right. What about Hell or High Water? I mean, that nope. feels
2: like it's traditional. No. All right. It, yeah. It's
0: modern, but it feels like it.
2: It so. does, and that's the thing. It has to be like that 1800s, like tombstone, so, or so it has to be fun. set. Yeah. In the in old west.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
2: Cause Hell or High Water is present day, but yeah. Has but, to be set. See, if I was, all of those movies would probably make that list because <laughs> those are all amazing movies. I love those. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think No Control Men's in my top. Five or top six movies of all time so there you go there we go cool um
0: yeah hey uh can't can't thank you enough for coming on the show had a I, time. yeah i
2: i had so much fun i really did
0: good well you know i'll keep you in mind we'll uh we'll get you on again at some point please uh, yes we can we can but, both brag on fake aaron <laughs> oh yeah. I love that. I, I hope he listens to this before Sunday and introduces you as fake Andrew. <laughs> yeah, that'll
2: probably happen. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, uh, but uh, check Andrew out, Sif uh, Pop Weekly uh, YouTube on most usually Sundays, sometimes Saturdays. Um, or later this is going to be another Friday. Saturday
2: upcoming this week. Yeah, It'll be another yes, Saturday. it will.
0: So, so uh, but keep up with the Twitter account. We'll let you know when those are happening. But uh, you know, in the meantime, that that's the show. Hope you guys had a good time.